This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is a struggle for the survival. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. And this will be our last chance to save. Trying to free your mind, it is this feeling that has brought you to me. At last. No judge in U.S. history has ever told somebody what they can and can't say. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government the hell out of the business of speech. Many of us have been brought to break. A lot of us here have called I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. Something's happening, right? The world is changing every day. Civilization is weird. Time is coming. That's tricky. We stopped. Right? All right, everyone, I appreciate you for tuning into this episode, episode with uh, former governor candidate Paul Rihanna of Rhode Island. Um, I'm just clipping this in here because this particular part of the podcast was uh, uh, broadcasted live on Facebook. I did try to do that on a, on a multi-platform. Um, I'm working on that in the future. Uh, but I'm taking, uh, you'll notice that there are clips and edits within the uh, actual podcast. Um a little bit different because it was a it was a live so if you hear any of that if you hear any uh dis, you know uh changes within the sound or 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 it skips into uh the conversation or anything like that it's because i was moving it around um not moving it around it's it's in order of the conversation i just uh there were some mishaps technologically that had occurred uh throughout the um throughout the live broad, uh, broadcast that i'm uh, ironing out but anyway um getting into it it's the full conversation is completely unedited there's uh, other than the clips that i was talking about so you get the point uh just enjoy the show and uh tune in uh you can like share subscribe the podcast the true perspective the tru perspective on spotify apple iHeartRadio, rumble you and now youtube um, the clips of this show will actually show up on YouTube, the, the smaller segments. There is a segment of the show that will show up on YouTube, so make sure you look out for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone that's tuning in right now. Let's turn that off. That's enough of that. <laughs> that's the trailer to the True Perspective podcast. I got Paul Rihanna. Uh, well, I'm saying the, your last name right, correct? Rihanna, Rihanna. Rihanna. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm saying it correctly. Yeah. Paul, Paul Rihanna. Thank you for coming on the True Perspective on a first live, first live guest, first live podcast with a guest, rather. Uh, you, you saw behind the scenes, it was a bit of a pain in the ass trying to get everything together. I got to use YouTube a little bit better to uh, help me out on utilizing some of the apps that I use in order to get this going. But for now, we're going to utilize Facebook. Uh, I do plan on going on utilizing YouTube and Rumble. Rumble is going to be the primary that I'm trying to push everyone over towards. Um, you're familiar with Rumble, yes? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's like a it's like a YouTube type type, but better without censorship. Yeah, it's more 
you know, where you can speak your mind and not get penalized. Yeah, although recently I'm hearing that YouTube has changed their policy on certain things. Now you can say, now you can talk about COVID. Now you can talk about election if you have an opinion about the elections and how that transpired with the with the presidency and all that stuff. You can talk about it and they won't throw you off. But uh, any culprit that tries to censor on any controversial information like that, I, I think, is not a trusted platform, no matter how you throw them. Well, it all depends who you are. Bring that close to you. Yeah, there you go. Well, it all depends who you are if you really look at it. Mm. Um, if I post a certain thing and you post a certain thing, obviously, depending on the individual, you're going to get censored. Right. I've been getting censored for at least three years now and continuing, and they still try to censor me on Twitter and oh, yeah. all these other platforms. And anyone who's a patriot and that's a part of the freedom movement, Mm-hmm. get censored and it's sad because we are the truth we may be called conspiracy theorists but we're not we're speaking the truth everything that's been predicted is coming true slowly mm-hmm. you know what i mean people said mm-hmm. the vaccines weren't safe mm-hmm. look what's going on yeah people are dropping and people are having strokes mm-hmm. people are getting sick and no one's taking accountability for it mm-hmm. which is sad and disgusting you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's people who believe in freedoms, people who are patriots and want to fight against the government tyranny have to come together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Regardless of political parties, whether if you're a Republican, independent, moderate, or even a Democrat, Democrats should believe in the Constitution regardless. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everyone has to come together and fight against the powers that be. You know what I mean? Right now, the way the government's being ran, you know, inflation's killing everybody. Um, the Rhode Island Electric is through the roof. Oh, yeah. People can't afford it. Everyone's struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And everyone elected Governor Dan McKee. Mm-hmm. And look, oh, it's going to be so much better. The only thing he did was everything for the progressives, gave them abortion rights. They had abortion rights. Um, abortion was codified in the state of Rhode Island already. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why people who don't believe in abortion have to fund it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's against... My rights is against your rights. People don't believe in abortion, shouldn't have to fund it. But because Governor Dan McKee made a campaign promise for votes, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Be- be- before we before we get too far deep right now, I wanna um, I wanna begin with you on like where you know get, for anyone that doesn't know you, where you know where you where you've come from, uh, what made you get into politics, which made what made you run as a former governor candidate. And, uh, you know, what's your, what was your motive to actually get into that? And before we get into that, too, I just want to talk to the, um, to the audience really quickly. For anyone, everyone that's tuning in, can you just give a thumbs up on sound, video quality, all that stuff? I want to make sure that we, before we go any further, um, that everything is, um, is loud and clear. Because this is, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be one of those discussions where, <clears throat> you know, a lot of a lot of uh, I'm, I'm betting that a lot of controversial topics that people out there that 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 are very passionate about. Sounds good. OK, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. Oh, and she says uh, she says, go, Paul. Thank you to me. 
Absolutely. We've been trying. I've been trying to get Paul in here. Me and him been been going back and forth over over the course of a, a few weeks, maybe a month or so, somewhere around there. Scheduling. You know, we're working men, so that's 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 how it happens. Um, Kara likes the Tupac shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you got you got you have your supporters in here. That's awesome, man. Um, and and they'll be they'll be drawn in. Um, all right, so yeah, going back to what um, what I was saying, what you know, for anyone that doesn't know you, can you get into a little bit of that and what made you what made you get into politics and and what was your motivation to to actually run for, as a governor as a candidate to be governor? Well, my name is Paul Ryana. Mm -hmm. I grew up on the south side of Providence. Um, at first, I worked in the kitchen at the age of fifteen, sixteen. Well, what? Um, no. Um, age 15, 16, had a son at a very young age, became a single dad, um, mm -hmm. went to Hope High School, you know, graduated high school. Then after all of that, I decided to um, become a CNA. Okay. So I went to CNA school. I was working at Stop a Shop and going to CNA school at the same time. Then as I graduated CNA, I started working at St. Antoine's in the nursing home, and then uh, mm -hmm. I ended up at Orchard View Manor. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the story takes place on how I got into politics. Um, Orchard View Manor COVID had hit in the beginning of the pandemic. And um, as people know, Orchard View Manor was the hardest hit nursing home in the state of Rhode Island. Mm. There was uh, about 40 to 60 deaths, um, people dying left and right. Um, we didn't have proper PPE. We didn't have gloves, gowns, face masks, face shields. Um, we were cleaning our PPE with Lysol and reusing it day to day. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm pretty sure we contributed to the death count by passing COVID from one room to one room to one room. And that still bothers me to this day. Mm -hmm. But um, I can only do my job with what I'm given. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, Governor Raimondo, um, she fumbled the ball on the nursing home crisis. Mm -hmm. So um, I started speaking out against it on the news just as a CNA. And um, someone said, um, they like how I advocated for the people. So um, I said, yeah, you know, I, w I would like to, you know, advocate for the people on a more broader population and, right. you know, people to hear me more and get my voice out there more. Right. And then um, I had nursing home patients' family appreciating it and mm. then one time a patient in the room, I can't say the name because <coughs> of confidentiality. Um, said, yeah, let's avoid, let's avoid that. Exactly, don't want to get arrested or anything. <laughs> you know, I have Peter Nerona chasing me down. Yeah, right. Um, so I went to a patient's room and the patient said, Paul, you should run for governor of Rhode Island. I, and you know, I, I took it as a joke. I laughed about it, whatever, whatever. So then one day I just decided to run. And um, there was other things that played into it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to run and um, I ran two years before anyone ever decided to run for governor. Mm -hmm. Before McKee, before there was a Callis, before there was all these other people. I was already campaigning two years before. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came into it was the nursing home crisis that Gina Raimondo basically fumbled. Her and like many other governors across the nation. Yeah, and um, she basically is, um, uh, you know, a murderer, you know, mm. and it's sad because if people could actually see what went on in their nursing homes families had to stand outside to visit them through glass mm -hmm. 
but then she's over there holding hands with BLM protesters. Mm-hmm. So parents can't visit their elderly family members, but you can sit there and pray on the stairs with BLM. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And, you know, so that's what made me run for the people. And then as time went on, the COVID mandate came. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always said, no one's going to tell me what to do with my body. It's, you know, my body, my choice, you know, same thing for abortion. If you believe it's my body, my choice for abortion, then it's my body, my choice for vaccines. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what I mean? I'm against abortion. I don't believe I should fund it. But at the end of the day, I can't tell you what to do with your body. Mm -hmm. But my personal belief is it shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But everyone has their own perspective. And I respect that just Mm -hmm. like no one should be forced to vaccinate to keep a job but that's what happened so that's when i decided to run for governor more intense is when the vaccine mandate came nice yeah yeah all right because i i was under the impression that you you were you were building you've already had like a building of of momentum prior to to covid i i i had heard your name i'd heard about you i'd seen some uh some protest i might even have come across you one once or once or twice at a protest um in fact i recall one time anyway uh, it, it, i think it was during like one of the one of the medical it was one of the medical uh protests that were happening i believe and you had a i think you had like a table out for yourself and you were i think yeah, I mean, there, I, there I, was two tables. I, I'm trying to remember it right. I know yeah. it was. I know it was during like one of one of the summer days back in uh, 2020, 2021, somewhere around there. Yeah, we were getting signatures for the petition. That's um, right. To hand it to Governor Dan McGee. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, I, I, so I, I I looked into this and I was trying to find other people that were that were speaking out and there have been. There's there's a lot of medical staff that I've come across and interacted with uh mostly mostly through the ri i think it's like the rhode island against mandates i think it was one of the pages i don't know if that still exists but if it still does exist i met a lot of very good passionate people out of there that have either lost jobs or were you know subject to mandates some of them had had to go through it they you know the unfortunate about the unfortunate thing about this is that a lot of people that did go through with taking the vaccine knew that um, knew that it was wrong, but because of the fear of losing your job and losing your house and losing, you know, not being able to, to feed your family and all this stuff, I can understand why, why anyone would go forward with it. Um, and that's a very, that's, that's a very unspoken of minority of, of, of that, of this thing. You know what I mean? A lot of people, when all this started and began, a lot of people said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do yeah. it. I'm not going to do it. Right. Then once October in september september and october came and things were getting closer people started doing it mm. and because they were in fear of losing their losing house their job, yeah. not being able to feed their kids mm-hmm. um not being able to afford that next car payment mm-hmm. and that's how the government controlled the situation the problem was with governor dan mckee he used the COVID pandemic and the vaccination as a race Mm-hmm. Everything he always said as a what? I'm sorry. A race. He, yeah. Racing yeah, yeah. to be the best. Right. Everything. Yes, yes. Everything that McKee said, he always said, <clears throat> oh, Rhode Island's number one in vaccination. Number one in vaccination. Number one in vaccination. Well, yep. how can I get more people to get vaccinated? The way I'm going to get more people vaccinated, I'm going to mandate it. Well, he couldn't mandate it across the board. 
So he figured, well, I can mandate it for healthcare workers because they're taking care of the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, he did that, and you know, a good probably maybe eighty percent got it, and then as time went on, more got it, and you know, I give credit to the people who held out, their courage and brave. I also give credit to the people who held out and also got it because, you know, they tried to fight against the mandate, mm-hmm. but they had to feed their families and support their kids. Right. And I will never knock anyone for trying to make a living and support their family. The only person I will knock is Governor Dan McKee and the government because it's unfair to force anyone to inject something in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And now we don't even know what's going to go on two or three years from now. Sure. If these people are going to die from it. Is the government going to cover their funeral costs? Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to cover their disabilities? Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Um, Pfizer's not going to be held liable. Um, Moderna, Johnson mm-hmm. & Johnson, all these other companies, they're not going to be held liable. I'm not even sure if they're under emergency use authorization still. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But if they are, like at the beginning, if this vaccine was so safe, like they said, why not hold the companies who made the vaccine liable? Right. Because deep down, they knew it wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And a big part about this, too, is that a lot of governors, a lot of a lot of the state and a lot of the corp- corporate health workers, uh, CEOs of the hospitals uh, were if so, if they going back a little, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit here. Um all of the cases when the first thing when the when the COVID started coming out, people started getting sick. Um, the everything was rated COVID. You know, if you if you came in there, even if you were sick, you, you were you automatically COVID. Even if you had common cold bullshit or or a, or a flu or a flu, which by the way disappeared during COVID, um, coincidentally, um, people that came in. Car accidents, gunshot wounds, or, or or gunshot victims rather, deaths, any any other any deaths that were relate unrelated to to having a a disease or a sickness or 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 a glorified flu um, was rated as COVID was written down as COVID. So they would get all this money. The nurse, uh, not the nurses, I don't think the nurses directly, but definitely the hospitals would get this all this money. All the directors. Uh, and the state, the governors would also get all this money as well, especially by if they had to inter- if they had to um, give the patients uh, what is it called the um, that machine there that they put them on um, the in- intubate the incub yeah um, damn it I'm not a lost loss of thought for that one yeah it's so it it was a breathing machine um, and they would they were getting money for that. Another uh, a good example of that case of that is in New York with uh, Governor Cuomo at the time ordered a big ship. <laughs> he had he had like one he had like one of those big ships or whatever filled filled with hospital beds. Never got filled. Ordered a whole bunch of these machines to get over there, and a good good portion of them weren't even used. And when they were used, it was almost an automatic death sentence for these people that went in there. Healthy people that would go in there too. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I the the failure. It's not only a failure on, especially, you know, coming back, uh, going back onto the topic of Rhode Island. It's only the failure of our government that's, um, going with the agenda. That's that that's very obvious and clear now. Um, is that it was all about money. It's all about getting ahead. And it's all about being a part of this big group 
of multi-millionaire, multi-billionaire people on the expense of American people that were forced into a situation, uh, quite possibly a biological weapon released upon them with the snake oil cure for it, and the destruction of small business, the destruction of, of, of the working class, and the complete elimination of financial dependency, um, uh, independency rather, uh, because all these programs that were popping out, they were just trying to fuel in, uh, through all this. See, my point is, this is my belief. Hmm. The government wanted to see if they can control the people. Hmm. And they succeeded. They controlled the people with fear. Mm -hmm. They controlled the people with, you can only be out at this time to this time. Um, certain people can only go to the supermarket. Some of us. Some of us were controlled. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, you can only go to the supermarket this time to that time. Yeah. Um, Can't go to the gym. Exactly. You got a plexiglass in front of you, mm -hmm. and then I'm handing you my money. Mm -hmm. So the plexiglass is not going to protect you when I'm handing you my money regardless. So, you know, money is probably the dirtiest thing. Mm. In the world, it goes from hand to hand. People wipe their nose and God knows what else. Mm -hmm. So it was more of a fear and a scare tactic to see if they could control the people. Yeah. There was certain individuals that, you know, did uprising. But there was also a lot of people who said the government's right. We're not going to fight it. Mm -hmm. So now look what's going on. The world's almost in a depression. People are sleeping behind the Da Vinci Center in North Providence. There's mm -hmm. people having tent cities all around Rhode mm -hmm. Island. Mm -hmm. um, Governor Dan McKee just keeps throwing money for a patch to fix homelessness. Mm -hmm. When there's plenty of abandoned buildings, abandoned factories that's been around Rhode Island for years, now they're starting to get these corporations to say they're going to build affordable housing. Mm -hmm. Affordable housing is not $1,500, $1,800, dollars mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even make more than $15 an hour in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They make, what's the minimum wage now? I, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's in effect here at $15 an hour, but I I think it's 10 if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, anyone out there. I, I'm not, I'm not 100% on, on what the, on what the accurate minimum wage is right now, I could probably Google it. But um, I think I know that I know that they want it at fifteen dollars an hour. I'm not sure if that's mass or if it's just some parts of the country that are doing that. But everyone needs to understand that the government only wants you to depend on them. They they if you don't depend on the government, thirteen dollars yeah, an hour. An hour. Mm -hmm. That's not even two value meals at Burger King. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So thirteen dollars an hour or forty hours a week is not gonna even probably pay your electric bill right now. Mm -hmm. So people are struggling and you know, we keep putting patches here, patches there, patches here, patches there. But what's the real problem in Rhode Island? Addiction, mm -hmm. violence, mm -hmm. and all around just no transparency within our government. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what's going on with this money. Nobody knows who's getting a handout, who's not. Look at the soccer stadium that's supposed to be built in Pawtucket. Mm. Stopped because they couldn't afford it. Mm. 
During my campaign, I said it's going to fail. It's not going to work. They could have built housing over there or something. Mm-hmm. Affordable housing, not the... Now know, it's just all cleared land. Exactly. Yep. They could have did something to actually help the people. No, you're going to build this soccer stadium. How many people in Rhode Island really love soccer? Mm. Everything's Boston Red Sox or Boston Celtics. Right, or football. Exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. New England Patriots. Not that there's anything wrong with soccer. No, not at all. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I hear you. Like, yeah, there's not. I don't think there was a high demand for soccer. I don't think anyone was asking to have a fucking soccer field. You have uh, McCoy, not McCoy, uh, what's the field there? Um, it's over by Shea. Uh, not McCoy. It's not McCoy Field, is it? Yeah, it's McCoy Field. McCoy Field, I believe. I believe that's the name. It's in Pawtucket. Um, that's the length. It's it's a football length field. That's that's a perfect length for a soccer field. I think that's the the length of a soccer field. Yes, probably. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't we don't need a we don't need an extra. We don't. I I never understood. First of all, wasn't Pawtucket? Pawtucket was the one that issued that, or was it Providence? It was um Pawtucket. It was Pawtucket, right? Pawtucket was already was already. Uh, crying about that they had a lack of funds for, for instance, their schools and, and other and other agencies and all that stuff. They were they were you know basically saying like well, we're we're going bankrupt pretty much. Uh, same with Central Falls, and then all of a sudden you had this thing about well we're gonna build a we're gonna build a soccer field over over by um, what is it Blackstone River over there right? Yeah. Um, who pocketed that money? And <laughs> nobody knows. And even the person, I forgot his name, he spoke out against it. Um, he got vilified for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, the corruption in Rhode Island is huge. It just, you know, McKee keeps having investigation after investigation, investigation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's obviously corrupt between people paying for his dinner, um, his staff member doing shady stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like... Governor Dan McKee even had an FBI investigation. I haven't heard nothing from it. Mm. You know what I mean? But The FBI is currently investigating him? Well, they were. I don't oh, know were. if they still mm-hmm. are. And mm-hmm. um, the, his smart comment was, well, when the FBI clears me, I want an apology. Mm. Just because you were clear doesn't mean you ain't corrupt. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I will never apologize to that man for what he did to me. And thousands of healthcare workers in the state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Every time I see that man, I will shit on that man personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I seen him actually. Figuratively speaking. Well, if, if I could do it the other way, I would. <laughs> but you know, I seen him the other day, and um, I was working, mm-hmm. so I really couldn't say nothing. But he saw me, and you know, the state police bodyguards—they obviously jumped in front of me, and mm-hmm. you know make sure we kept distance but i'm not gonna beat them up you know what i mean it's just right. ridiculousness yeah let's not do that i'm not you know some animal as they portray me out to be mm-hmm. the problem was in the state of rhode island when the mandates happened there was a group formed and it was the rhode island freedom fighters mm-hmm. yes now yeah. this group gained so much traction it was me, Kara, um, Jess, Cassidy, Josh, um, Nick. You know, this group became such a force in the state of Rhode Island between protesting Governor Dan McKee 
mm-hmm. post-test and sexualization of children. Mm-hmm. Um, we were making news every week. We were fighting for Rhode Islanders, mm-hmm. and that scared them. They knew we, we weren't going to take their shit anymore, and it frightened them because mm-hmm. they said, holy shit, this grassroots movement is becoming a force. Mm-hmm. So now anything that's grassroots, they try to shut down. And call domestic terrorists. Exactly. Or attach it to that, rather. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I know people that were in the Rhode Island Freedom Fighters, specifically Kara, who received a letter to her house mm-hmm. telling her to stay out of North Kingston mm-hmm. because she was fighting against that perverted coach who was doing naked fat tests to people. Naked fat tests? Yes, there was this um, coach, I forgot his name, they were doing naked fat tests to students. He actually got arrested for it, but Dan York laughed and made it a joke. This fat test traumatized so many kids, and, you know, this coach, um, I forgot his name, but he got in trouble for it. If anyone knows that, that coach's name, put that in the chat. Naked fat test. It, it was basically um, making these kids undress fully naked, and this perverted coach would go around and look at their whole body. Um, there's more to it than that, but I'm not going to get explicit because we're on Facebook. Yeah. But I'm sure there's more things <clears throat> that happened that are you know, kept quiet due to confidentiality of the kids. But mm-hmm. that's why people don't understand how... Screwed up it was. It was Coach Aaron Thomas from North Kingston. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing right here. Um, and then it was an anonymous letter. And, um, you know, I have my suspicions. So, so, okay, so, all right, hold on. Let's unpack this one right here. I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. I had no idea what this fucking type of shit's going on. So this is a North Kingston school? This was a North Kingston school, yes. North Kingston school. Do we know the school? Or I can't. I don't know if we should say. Um, I don't know if we. Yeah, should we say should it. say because because parents need parents need to know what happened here. I pulled the plug. It looks like we're still here, though. We're still I, here. All right. So, um, it was Coach Aaron Thomas, and um, he's basically, you know, this perverted man, and you, you know, doing sick things to these. Point innocent children, and you know, adults were outraged. They protested, they fought against it, and then the school committee, starring Jen Lima, um, every time people would go and protest it, she would close the school committee meeting to personnel only. Personnel only? Yeah, like she wouldn't hear the parents, she wouldn't hear the people protesting. They would make it a closed door meeting. Yeah. So she wouldn't have to hear the truth. It was North Kingston High School. That's where it was. Okay. Um, Sorry, everyone. I'm trying to get the video back on. So. Not sure what happened. So, yeah. North Kingston High School. Yeah, it was North Kingston High School. And that's, you know, how sick North Kingston is out there. Um, You know. Jen Lima, she believes in sexualization of children and all of these things. Um, one time she did a little, uh, I guess, counter-protest at Brood Awakenings. And, mm-hmm. you know, she tries to make everyone seem like we're, you know, against, you know, people being gay. 
You want to be gay, be gay. You you, you want to date a guy, date a guy. You want to date a woman, date a woman. But leave the children alone. I agree. Children should not be sexualized. Not at all. They shouldn't be forced. Like you see these pride parades. You know, uh, they're walking around with dildos on their heads and all yeah, these things. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. And, and, <laughs> and these kids are like, woohoo, woohoo. They don't even know what's really going on. They're just there, you know, looking at this and probably saying, holy hell. What the hell is this? But they see all the glittery lights and all the rainbow colors, and it makes the children connect with that. Connect, you know yeah, mean? right. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think because that they're using, they're taking advantage of the impressionability of 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 children, especially young children. Maybe, you know. Um, certainly not anyone that has any guidance at home um or any correct guidance at home that's that's allowing that type of behavior to be to be continuing uh in a in an event that maybe they don't even need to be involved in it's really in an adult event um although you know not for nothing i mean okay it's a it's an event to to express the pride of what your i don't know sexuality is and you know that's fine i mean you have you know that's whatever you got you got an event for it but the thing but the fact of the matter is is that it actually gets sexualized in in a, in a lot of these events and some people will say like oh no there's no sexualization in these events that, that that never happens but you can you can you can literally research it and see tons of as recent as as whenever this last one that 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 just had going on now not for nothing if it's if it's just an adult if just adults are there and you're doing you know you're doing whatever well, hold on. Let me back up here because a lot of things are are, are would be considered indecent exposure, um, if uh, if if it was anything else. You know what I'm saying? If you're going around and you're running around with your dick out or whatever, or whatever, you're just running around naked and you're, and you're doing sexual <laughs> sexually explicit things out in the open like that, just out in public, um, it would be considered a. Uh, I, I would think. I, I think. I'm not sure of the law and the terms, but I think it's considered like a like a sexual offense or or or, or a sexual assault type thing. Um, like let, let's do an example here. If there's a homeless man I don't know why the walking around with no clothes, yeah, and he's naked, yeah, he's gonna go to jail for indecent exposure, right? And then if there's a child around, it's indecent exposure with a minor around. You know what I mean? Right. But it's okay to parade around with a unicorn. Um, symbol sticking out of your head and having a thong riding up your ass, right? Being a grown man in front of all these children, no, it, it makes no sense, and it's actually sick. I might have to. Um, sorry, I this is this is going really good, and, and <laughs> it's just funny how everything is starting to mess up. Um, so far as I think everyone can still hear us. The only thing is what they can't do. I do not think they can see us anymore. It doesn't show on our end, so I'm guessing that we might have to restart the live. Um, that way, no one's just looking at a blank screen. Um, let's see, comments. I mean, people are still listening, but... Um, All right, everyone, yeah, we're going to be back in yeah, like we're gonna, five minutes we're just gonna, to restart. Yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restart it, just come right back into the event. Um, I'm going to end it right now, and then I'm going to restart it. All right, yeah, we're back. Damn.
fucking Facebook, man. Because <clears throat> we're talking our shit. Mm. Facebook don't like it, but no empire was built in a day. So welcome back. Hi, Kara. Thank you for coming back in. Thank y'all for uh, <laughs> having patience. This is, I was just telling Paul, no empires are built in a day. And when you're a one-man uh, ship, sometimes it's uh, it takes it takes a few people to set sail with you. Um, and then you get a crew, and then you get a fleet, and then you're a navy. So it is what it is. Can't really complain too much. At least we're getting the truth out there. Um, by the way, all of this is going to be, uh, it'll pop up on, on Spotify at a later date, even though this is a live, you guys are hearing it now, this is an episode ahead of everything else, but, um, the, uh, this will, this will go up on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Rumble, YouTube, eventually on YouTube, but, and I think what I'm going to do is utilize YouTube and Rumble in the future but i am going to try and figure out how to get how to stream on on multiple platforms there is a way to do it i do have the platform to do it but it's just it, it's there's a lot of kinks a lot of kinks to figure out and i don't think facebook is very much liking what we were talking about anyway so <laughs> that was for sure yeah it, it just suddenly went blank as i s sat back and i may or may not have fucked up the uh the wire well not fucked up the wire but Kicked it out or something. But yeah, so we were talking about North King. We I wanna because I'm gonna in the in the post edit, I'll 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 cut right to the conversation what we were actually talking about. Uh we were talking well, you were talking about Aaron Thomas, right? That's the name of the coach yeah. of the North Kings North Kingston High School. Um what was the term? It was it was it was uh, naked fat test. Naked fat test, and you were talking about if you if you could kind of go back into what to what we to what you were saying. You were talking about that he would have these kids strip naked. Are these first of all what grade? I mean, it doesn't matter. But what grade were they in? Um, high school. So maybe Jesus Christ. Eight. 9th, 10th, 11th. It all depends on how. <coughs> so underaged. Yeah, basically. Underaged. You know, and, you know, basically killing these kids on the inside. And imagine, you know, you have a coach that you're there Hi, to Joseph. trust, yeah. guidance, you know, to lead you in the right direction in life. And he's over there staring at your peepee in some sick, perverted way. Right. And basically, probably on the low saying, don't say nothing. Yeah. Now, there's a radio host, Dan York. Dan York, okay. Yes. Radio host. Another sick bastard. <laughs> um, I had called in because he was harassing me about protesting in front of Sam Bell's house. Uh-huh. Now, Sam Bell is this person who believes in mass mandates, vaccine mandates, even wanted to find people who didn't get vaccinated. But let's get back to the original topic. Yep. So he said, do I think it's funny that I protest Sambo's house knowing that he has a little child at home? And I said, you didn't care about the children of Kingston that were getting sexualized, sexualized with the naked fat test. And then he said, what? 
And then I repeated it. Mm-hmm. And he hung up on me. Are you on? This was on a show this live? This was on the radio. Uh-huh. And he hung up on me. Mm-hmm. Now, he hung up on me because there is a recording, I think Kara has it, of him laughing about it. Mm. Laughing about the kids getting the naked fat ass and think it's a joke and all of that. John DePietro called it out. Mm. Kara called it out. We called it out as a group. And, you know, it, it's sick. And that's why this rally that's coming up. Mm-hmm. For the children, mm-hmm. it's very important people show up because, you know, God's children are not for sale. And sex trafficking is not only, you know, in other countries. It's in the United States. It's in Rhode Island, in Boston, in New York. We may not have 100% proof that it happens, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And we have to fight against it. We have to let the government know. That the children are our future, and we're not going to allow them to be sexualized. We're not going to allow them to be sold, and we're not going to allow them to be trafficked. And if we don't use our voice to fight against it, no one will. It takes a grassroots movement to fight against sick fucks like that. Absolutely. And it is sick that people will not stand up and fight against it. Oh, it doesn't affect me because it ain't my child. Mm -hmm. Every child is innocent. If I see a child getting beat up at the corner on the street, I'm going to try to stop it. Mm -hmm. It's not my child, but every child is innocent and every child should be fought for. No one deserves to be sexualized, raped, harassed, sold, um, pimped out. Mm -hmm. None of that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it takes people like us to fight against this bullshit. If people believe that it's not going to affect their children or affect someone later on in life, they're wrong. Because it doesn't just say, hey, I choose you today. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what can happen from one minute to the next. Everyone's a victim when a child gets hurt. So I want to I want to go into this a little bit too about the about this individual Aaron Thomas um of North Kingston coach that does a fat testing, a naked fat testing. Do any ha, have any of the parents come out? Have any other parents said anything about this? Have any other children that 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 are affected by this individual? The children have came forward, mm-hmm. um parents came forward, um and they're minor so and they're minors. Refrain, so, refrain from yeah. any names right now. I'm not going to say any names sure. of the parents or the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but people have came forward. Um, the news covered it. Mm-hmm. Um, the news did cover it? Yeah, the news did cover do it. Know, do we know which news? I think it was Channel 12. Um, maybe 10. Don't even bother with 6. <laughs> but, uh, you know, 10 and 12, I think, covered it. Okay. But, um, yeah, people spoke out against it. And like I said... When people showed up to the school committee meetings mm-hmm. to speak out and demand that he be charged and fired, they wouldn't listen to the parents. They would just go make an executive decision and close the meeting, and people were standing out there. I think there's a video out there. You see um, Josh with the blow horn. You see Kara shaking the door, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get attention and, you know, let them know that people are outside that are tired of this sick bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, John DePietro was also out there too. 
um, you know, anything to get a story for him. Right. But uh, I'm not a big fan, but there are some things that I can. Yeah, well, uh, agree with. You know, certain things he does. If you're going to give light, I mean, a, a, a situation like this, if you're going to give light to that, that definitely needs to be. Who, if that is a hundred percent, that person needs to be. He needs to be in jail. Um, at the, I think and that's did, probably that's probably the least. He did get charged. I'm not sure he? of the sentence. Uh-huh. He did get charged. I don't know the whole ending of the story, to be honest. So I'm not going to make up things. But yeah. Um, I know he did get charged and all of that, but um, you know Dan York, you know you're this big radio personality and should you be laugh at it. that. You 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 should be oh, canceled Dan off York, radio. Yeah, yeah. You should be canceled off radio. You're, mm. you're a sick bastard. And but so is is I mean Dan York, this this individual radio host, is he privy to the news of of that coming out? It, does it, he obviously? Sh- I mean, does he? For instance, what what is his show like? Does he report the news? Is he a news? Um, he was a news anchor. Uh huh. Um, he's known. Um, his show is on WPRO. Okay. So it's a news talk radio. News talk radio, yeah. So um, you know they do get, you know, news the same way as the TV does. Sure. You, you know what I mean? So they do, you know, travel to. And he laughed on air about it. Yeah, he laughed about it. Uh-huh. He laughed, and um, John DePietro called him out for it, and um, you know, I called him out for it, and a lot of other people in the state of Rhode Island called him out for it, but he still has a job on air. Hmm. And it, it's sick. A lot of people call for him to be fired, but you know, mm. money talks. Yeah. Aaron Thomas, huh? North Kingston, f- naked fat testing. Now a lot of people are fed up with this whole sexualization, um, between you know, Aaron Thomas, between the progressive movement, mm-hmm. the um. You know, all this, you know, Target and all these other stores doing it. And now Bud Light with Dylan Mulvaney and yeah, right. all these sick shit going on. Um, it, It's just crazy. And no one can not say it's not to sexualize children. Mm-hmm. Went to Barnes & Noble with uh, Kara. Right? I saw a book in the children's section. Guess what the book was called? Gay BCs. Gay BCs, I shit you mm. not. Gay BCs. Gay BCs, not ABCs, gay BCs. <laughs> and it was basically having like... Are they making a mockery or are they just, are they being serious? No, it was serious. It oh was my like, goodness. you know what I mean? And then there's other books of, um, one book's called Gender Queer. Yeah. And yeah, that's I heard in, of that one. in libraries and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when we was in school, there, there was none of that, you know... Naked shit allowed. Mm-hmm. You had to wear your shorts above your knee. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, these students go to school looking like hookers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I went to school, I had to wear my shorts above, um, either, you know, at the end of my kneecap. Yeah, girls or, had to wear a certain, you know, they couldn't wear, I, th- I, I think they couldn't wear crop tops. They couldn't wear certain skirts or some shit like that. They had to be a certain length, rather. Um, and, yeah, dudes, we had to... You know your 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 shorts had to either be above. I think they had to be just above the knee or some something stupid exactly. like that. Exactly, it, it couldn't basically show your thigh. You know what I mean? Right. That's basically what it is, and we lost track of that. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you see these people walking to school and you're like, if that was my daughter, I'd snap her legs in pieces. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and, you know, it's also the parents' fault, too, that a lot of their children to walk up the door like that. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think parents lost control. Mm-hmm. Um, these children think they could do what they want. Um, it, it's time to get back to family values in the world and understand that the parents are the boss. And you're gonna follow the rules. Hundred percent. But now it's not like that anymore, and it's it's crazy and you know outrageous, and that's why I'm a state coordinator of the Independent American Party. You in are the, in the state of Rhode Island, and um, we believe in family values. We believe that parents should be in control. We believe that the school and the government should sexualize our children and try to take over their lives. I think it's in Washington State or mm-hmm. Washington. That a child can get a transgendered surgery, mm. and if the parent tries to stop it, they get charged. Yes, I believe it's in, yes, I think you're right, Washington State. That's sick. Yeah. The government did not push out that child, mm-hmm. and, you know, the government didn't, you know, sleep with anyone's wife to make that child. So who are they to say what's best for that child? Mm-hmm. And, and it's well, insane. the government's been trying to get into the trying to get into family homes ever since DCYF, and I'm not saying DCYF isn't necessarily a bad thing, but there are bad elements of it because of how uh, some children, you know, for for uh, for some cases, there's they get involved where they shouldn't have to get involved. You know, they, you can kind of clear like, okay, there's there's not a situation here. You can kind of assess it. There are there are nightmare situations where some people get this um, agency called on them, and then they get into the system. And so I'm not saying DCYF is a a total loss, but certainly there are some elements of it that that have that have some shady bad elements to it. So the government's always been trying to get in, well, inside the DC, family home and separate and divide it. Well, DCYF in the state of Rhode Island is very understaffed, mm. and, and it's a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's children missing. Yes. Don't know where they yes, are, yes, who yes, has yes, them, yes. where they went. Can't find them. Um, they investigate families, even if they find nothing wrong. They want to come back two or three months later, look through your house. Yeah. Um, if you find nothing wrong at the first visit, that should end it. Also, I believe people should be charged if they make a fake DCYF call. Yes. You know, I understand people do it anonymously, but they only do it. To get revenge on someone. They're not doing it for the best interest of the child. Right. So what I would do is stop the anonymous bullshit. Because they're using DCYF as a weapon. And that's why DCYF is so short-staffed and mm. so fucked up. Because they're taking false reports when there's really probably a child in a dog cage somewhere. Or a child getting beat up every day of its life and not being fed. But some asshole in the state of Ireland is calling because they're mad at somebody. Right. It's insane and ridiculous, and the resources need to be, you know... Better aligned, better... Yes, they, they're they certainly... Um, the agency certainly needs to be revamped as a better, as a better solution instead of becoming more of a problem um, that they're trying to fight against. Uh, obviously, you know, any child abuse that's happening, any, any, any type of... Uh, mishandling of children and within families yeah you know there should be some form of agency or some form of outlet where 
those children can find or have um, a safe space to go to. I think, I, I think initially they should immediately go to the next family member that's that's you know qualified to do it. Exactly because I do not think that the state should hold on to them, and 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 they make the decision on whether or not. I think if they can qualify a family member, they should those children should immediately go to that family member. Um, I, I speak from a personal aspect because I've, I've had family members that had to go through um, something like that where it, it was it's a it's a monthly process. It's almost a yearly. Actually, it's a yearly process. It takes a couple of years for all all of the shit to, you know, whatever paperwork, whatever, whatever assessments that the state has to make in order for those children to be handed over to the, the proper family members and, can you know, so they can continue raising them. But in the, that whole meantime, they're going from foster. You know, some some of these kids go to go through foster families and throughout the government and what are those group homes and all that stuff. So, yeah. And um, the problem is with the foster homes, right? Mm-hmm. The foster homes. I'm not saying all of them, mm-hmm. but a good percentage of them look at these children as a paycheck. Yes. They don't look at this child as someone who's struggling, who just got taken out of there. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. You're good. Their mom's home, their father's home getting taken away from their brothers and sisters, being split up. They're not looking at it that way. They're looking at it as, oh, that's $1,000 extra a month. Yeah. Oh, that's an extra $500 in food stamps. Right. When that child is suffering mentally, yep. physically, because, you know, they're probably maybe cutting themselves, you don't know it, yep. or they're not eating. You, mm-hmm. you don't know what's really going on. So that's why I feel like DCYF, in the state of Iran can hire as many executives, as many bosses as they want. They keep bringing one from another state, another state, mm. another state. It's not going to matter mm. until we get to the root of the problem. Mm. And the root of the problem in the state of Rhode Island is transparency. Mm-hmm. Where are the children going? Where's the documentation? How can you lose a child in state custody? Right. Yes. And you already know what my that's belief is. That's a big red flag. Yes, that's a big red flag. Yes. And, and my belief is: is this child maybe being trafficked? Mm-hmm. Is this child being sold? Is the child dead somewhere, and the state doesn't want to uncover it? Well, there, there are, there are elements. Like I said, DCYF, you know, as far as it being an agency that that uh, that does have some, I guess you could say, good. Uh, in terms of um, it trying to prevent child abuse or, or, or try to be a solution to, to child abuse, um, there are elements that people in foster care end up being involved in sex trafficking rings. Uh, there was, I don't recall the, the date or the names or of who these people were, but it was about, but I know that they were, lo- I know that they were doctors, I know that they were lawyers, uh, doctors, lawyers, regular working class people, some of them that, that weren't even uh, residents of the country um, and involved in a in a big sex trafficking ring. I don't know if it had to... I know that it had to do with children, but I also know that it had to do with prostitution as well, involving children. Um, and this was in Rhode Island. It was about 300 people. Uh, I want to say it was 2019, 2018, somewhere around there. Someone might be able to correct me on that. Uh, but there's been many cases of that, not just in Rhode Island alone, but across the country. It's never, it's never, um, it's never blown up. It's always like maybe a, maybe a one headliner case, and then, you know, who's the next school shooter? Exactly. Now I have a question for you. Mm. Them 300 people. Yeah. How many times did you hear about them on the news? 
Never. How many times did you hear about sending a Josh Miller or key in a car? Josh Miller key in a car? Yeah. If you, How many times yeah. did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. A dozen times. Almost every night. Yeah, yeah. How many times did you hear about a shooting of Providence going on? All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. But with children disappearing? Never. Once, and that's it. Yeah, so it's like a one-time one thing, one, you know, one well, headliner. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, you get an Amber Alert on your phone, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't hear, get an update. You don't hear if the child's been found, if the child's yep. dead. Right. Nothing. You just know you got that alert, and that's that. Yep. And it's it, it's sad. And that's why, you know, the Independent American Party, um, we're starting a youth Independent American Party um, kind of like chapter. Mm. And um, we got this uh, kid slash gentleman, Adam Barlow, Mm -hmm. Um, very um church oriented, very respectful guy, mm -hmm. and um he's taking the lead on it. So we're trying to get people that are family oriented, like minded, mm -hmm. and um that's against all this sick perversion, and that actually wants to fight and stand up, while also being able to, you know, keep a cool level head and. You know, have conservative values. Right. That's what we're looking for. And, um, you know, Adam Barlow's going to take control of that, and he's going to do great things. And, um, you know, the Independent American Party just came in mm -hmm. to Rhode Island um, within this year. You know, and, um, you know, we got Lonnie Ray Williams. He's actually the chairman of the party. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they just changed the name to actually Independent American Patriots. Independent, yeah. Uh, someone, it might have been you that added me to a group, or I think that's if, I, if I'm getting yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rhode Island group. So, okay. You know, I'm got, keeping an eye on it, yeah. So we got the name change, and um, we're fighting for every individual in Rhode Island. And, you know, um, we're trying to be the, not the third party anymore. We're trying to be the people who actually fight for Rhode Island. Yeah, you're trying to be the party. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, we don't get equal coverage as you've seen in my governorship. Yep. But you know, we're gonna make changes and we're gonna do things, whether it be fighting for children, fighting, you know, running for office. We're not gonna be silent and we're gonna fight for the right things. And, and you know, the independent American patriots are not just about politics. We're about making things right for children for individuals in the community, and that's what we're going to try to do. Um, you know, I advocated for homelessness. I advocated against mandates. I've advocated for, you know, other things like that sick, perverted mm -hmm. Aaron Thomas. Mm -hmm. We fought against him, and we advocated for them children. Mm -hmm. We're doing things right, and we're not trying to bash any other political party, but press releases are not going to do it. Right. You know? Yeah. Not, not taking the streets, not speaking out, not, you know, being a voice for these children is what's going to do it. Mm -hmm. Not a press release here. Oh, we don't. Bo I did a press release against Senator Josh Miller, right? But then we also protested his business. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. The Republican Party does a press release and no action. What are you going to get from a press release? Oh, okay, they wrote that. That's good. Mm -hmm. We did a press release. We protested his business. He wasn't being charged with the, he wasn't being charged with obstruction of justice. Mm -hmm. Because he lied to the police. We did that protest, calling for him to be charged with obstruction of justice, 
and I said that he was being given special treatment, mm-hmm. the Cranston police chief responded to me, said everyone gets the same fairness and treatment. Now, every altercation I've had with the police, I never had a cop asking me, how do I want to handle it? I never had them come knock on my door and ask me how I want to handle it. I never had, you know, a police escort to the police department and allow mm-hmm. me to take my own car. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you that if we was to get arrested, we would have to wait for the bail bondsman to come. Mm-hmm. That bail bondsman was already there. He was out within an hour. Yeah, for at sure. At least on personal recognizance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But our protests made him get charged with obstruction. Did he get a little slap on the wrist? Of course he did because he's, you know, one of the elites. But we took action and made things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rhode Island needs to do. Take action. A press release here, um, a little live interview. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to bring awareness. But if you're not following up with action, what are you doing it for? Right. If, you're doing it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's why, regardless of people who may hate me, people who may love me, people who may like me, the one thing they can't say about me is that I don't take action because I'm always there. I'm always fighting against government tyranny. I'm always fighting against the wrong shit that's being done in the state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't do it alone. I have a lot of individuals that help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kara's a big part of my team. Um mm-hmm. You know, Adam Barlow, Alex, Jim, a lot of people, you know, everyone who supported me, I am grateful for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah, I lost my election, but I had 3,300 votes, and that's 3,000, 3, sorry, not 3,300 yeah. votes, mm-hmm. and that's 3,300 people that are like-minded and that are fed up mm-hmm. with the bullshit in the state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And who even knows if that's the right number I got. But we're not going to get into that, mm-hmm. especially with this Sabina bullshit. You already see what's going on. She couldn't even get enough signatures to keep it fair. She got enough signatures to get on the ballot, but who knows if they're all legit. Right. Nobody knows. Me, I got 1,300 signatures, mm. and they tried to throw almost 300 of them. Mm. And then I had to go to a special hearing where they went through them line by line by line by line. And I had to get, I think, like 42. And they were all valid, and I got on the ballot. Mm -hmm. But they also took a month away from me in campaigning. I see. So you hindered my campaign while giving McKee and Callis. So did you have to actually contact these people that signed to have them show up to to verify their... Um, I had some people show up and verify... Kara, mm-hmm. right? They said her signature was bad. Mm-hmm. My, my own girlfriend's signature was bad. She sat right in the crowd with me. Now, how do they? How do they verify? Or how do they? How do they say that that signature is an unverifiable signature? How do? They, how do they determine that? All right. So, say, say you signed that piece of paper, right? Yeah. Ten years ago. Uh huh. You signed that paper ten years ago. Okay. So they look at your signature ten years ago, and they say, "Oh, well, it doesn't match this signature that's ten years later." I see. And they say, oh, that's that the L's not shaped right, or this is not shaped so right. So they're taking an old, or they're telling you that they're taking an old signature from from what, though? From from 
from um, maybe when they first registered to vote. I see. Or something okay. similar to that. Uh-huh. Now, the crazy, and they're comparing it. Yeah, and they put it out on the um, the they re- <laughs> the monitor. They really do that. No yep. shit. They put it on the monitor and they well, look at. I guess. So my question I asked them was during the hearing. No, thank you. Okay. So I asked them on the hearing. I said, "Are any of you professional signature identificators?" There you go. That's a good they question. all said no. Every single one. No, we're not. So what gives you the qualification to tell me what's good and bad? <laughs> Uh, they all, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. Bullshit story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, then uh, my tattoo artist, um, he ended up signing my paper, mm-hmm. and they said his signature was bad. So um, I actually have his hand ri- handwriting on my arm, you know, from my tattoos. Mm-hmm. So I said, um, that's my tattoo artist. I can show you his handwriting on my hand. Mm-hmm. And they said... Well, since he's under oath, we're going to just allow that signature to go through. I see. So, and then certain signatures that looked identical on the TV, they said no. There was this um kid. He must have changed his name. His name was Caleb is Baked. Yep. That's his name. Caleb is Baked. And they showed his signature. And they showed it. And they said, um... Is this a real name? Uh, yeah, I said obviously it's a real name. Yeah, so what they passed the signature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But when we go out and get these signatures, we can only take the person's word for it. What we can't sit there and ask for ID and all of these things. We're going to events. We're we're trying to get a thousand signatures in nine days. Right. I stood up from seven o'clock in the morning till two a.m. for nine days straight. Working from 7 a.m. to 3 and then going out, you know, from like 3 to 2 a.m. Or working 6 to 2 and going out from 2 to 3 a.m. Nine days straight. Got 1,300 signatures with about eight people. And that's not with any funding. Mm. Not with any party backing me. No big endorsements. No nothing. Mm. That's grassroots. And they gave us such a hard time. I mean, but look what they're doing with Sabina. Oh, she can stay on the ballot. You know, she had a couple of dead people's signatures. That's, <laughs> eh, that's nothing. Huh. But with me, they went line by line by line by line. They did that to the Libertarian Party also. Mm-hmm. Kid Zachary Hurwitz, I ran for governor, had people get false signatures like Sabina did, right? He was allowed to stay on the ballot. Mm. So how do we know... If this whole process is corrupt or not, we, right. we, we don't. We obviously know it is. Right. But how do they? How do you know if they're being, if they're treating it the same way with, like a Dan McKee or a Smiley or a, a Lorza or a Ramundo? Right. Exactly. What What is so scary about a third party? What you know? What's so scary? The control. Mm-hmm. Because if well, we, they can't control you. I mean, if exactly, if we the people rise. And we actually gain traction. Well, the two-party system's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Mm-hmm. So they got to find a way to keep the people down. Mm-hmm. And that's through corruption. That's through, you know, bullshit election results and all of that. Whatever. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me all these other things. But the truth is the truth. There is no transparency in our elections anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say. I, I ran for office 
knowing that it was going to be a long shot. But I knew I was going to run for the right reasons. And that was to be the voice for the people. Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of my election, there was only me as an independent, Dan McKee, and all the other Democrats that were running primary. There was no Republican at the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Paul, we love you. We have your back. We respect you. Boom, a Republican comes in, and everyone says, oh, Paul, mm -hmm. you know, I feel. It's a two-party system. Mm -hmm. and, and I never bash anyone. You vote for who you believe in, and that's fine. But the person they voted for, where is she now? Is she fighting for their rights? Is she mm. fighting for them? Is she speaking up against any of the shit that's going on in Rhode Island? No. Um, the people that lost in the primary at the last governor election that was running for Democrat. Mm. Where's Nellie Gobea? Is she speaking up for the people of Rhode Island? No. Where's... You know, Cicilline retired. What is he doing? He took a nice cushiony millionaire job somewhere. Mm -hmm. Is he fighting for the people? No. His famous line will always be, spare me the bullshit about constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. No one's fighting for these people except for the grassroots movement. Mm -hmm. If people wake up and realize the big picture, United States and Rhode Island would be better off. But With grassroots movements, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This two-party system are there good republicans there is i've helped a lot of republicans get signatures mm -hmm. to get on the ballot when the party wasn't mm -hmm. you know what i mean i did that i took time to yeah. show up to their events and promote them and do my thing because at the end of the day you know like-minded individuals have to stick together regardless if they're independent or republican mm -hmm. you know what i mean a lot of people run the Republican Party so they can get funded. Well, the last election, a lot of Republicans didn't get funded, and that's why they lost. Mm -hmm. No funding, no help, no nothing. They threw their party in one big race. Yep. And that was the governor's race. You know what I mean? Um, I think only one individual, maybe two. Um, Tony DeLuca, he, he was part of the mm -hmm. mandate movement. He, um, he won. But I don't know who else... The Republicans that got reelected. I think uh, what's his name there from Cranston? Um, Wong, Wong, is it Wong? Fung. Fung. Sorry. Yeah, he. he Fung. He's another piece of shit. Excuse my language. Oh shit! Jeez. Now, and I'm gonna tell you why. I thought I thought you were gonna say that he might be actually all right. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell you why he's a piece of shit. Go ahead. When I was getting my signatures, right? Yep. He was gonna sign my paper for me to get on the ballot. Now. Just because you sign the paper to get someone on the ballot doesn't mean you're going to vote for them. I'll sign any candidate's form to give you a chance to get on the ballot. He was going to sign my form. Someone took a picture of him and he had a heart attack. I'm not signing it. No, 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 no. Why? Because I'm Paul Ryan and you was going to sign it? Mm. Being Alan Fungal Republican? Are you scared that was going to get out to the media? Right. Like, you, like, big deal. I thought he was going to die. I, I, it was in front of the Thirsty Beaver in Cranston. No shit. Yep. And then uh, we had another guy, Matt Riley. It's a good spot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Riley, um, you know, the one who just got charged yes. with his sick shit. Yep. And, you know, all of that. He's up there, and he's like, oh, you better leave. This ain't your event. Da -da -da -da. Mm. And 
there was another candidate, Paul Pence. Great guy. He was running. Any, any relationship to Mike Pence? You don't know. I, I never asked. <laughs> um, That's interesting. He was running for something, and uh, Matt Riley took his clipboard. Now, Paul Pence is a Republican, but he wasn't endorsed. Uh-huh. Matt Riley picked up his clipboard, handed it to him, told him, get the fuck out of here. Just like that. And he walked out. And then Matt Riley started talking shit to me. I said, there's one thing I'm going to tell you. I'm not fucking Paul Pence. Yeah. So you come down here, you tell me to leave and see how it works out. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come down, nothing like that. Even Republican candidates came down and signed my form at the Thirsty Beaver. Nice. Because, but my thing is, if you want unity in the state of Rhode Island, for like-minded individuals, you don't treat people like that. Right. And, and it's shitty to see that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and, and it's very disgusting. And, you know, um, even people, um, to change the topic a little bit, uh, Governor Dan McKee gave $3,000 to people to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. the unions. Yep. He said, um, we're going to call it a $3,000 vaccination bonus. Yep. So he did that. He gave them the, the money, the bonus, and all of a sudden... You know, he won the election by this huge amount. But um, what about the healthcare workers who busted their ass? Yeah. All through the pandemic who didn't get vaccinated. Why Fired they, and unemployed. and Why didn't they get a, a bonus? Also threatened with without being able to receive unemployment, too. A lot of people did not receive unemployment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a couple of... um Because they refused the... The vaccine, yeah. Yep. And there's a couple of people right now that are doing a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, against, you know, whether it be say around or Governor Dan McKee, mm-hmm. um, they weren't allowing religious exemptions. Um, yes, yep, that's right. Even at Fatima Hospital, religious hospital, mind you, no religious exemptions. I walked in there, right? They have a whole list of paper, right, mm-hmm. saying what religion could really be used against the COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. Like, that would affect their religion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, wrote down Catholic due to aborted fetal cells and all these other things. Or mm-hmm. a lot of people wrote Christian scientists because they believe in the healing of prayer. You know, not medication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, they denied it. Denied it without any... Um, looking into it, not yep. nothing, and everyone's like, "Well, you don't respect my religion. You don't respect me and my personal choice." Um, yeah, it's a complete violation of civil rights, I believe. Exactly. Too. I think it was um fourteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. I'm not sure. Um, that, and then they like some people reported it to um civil rights. I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. They reported it. They did nothing. The ACLU, ACLU declined yeah. Yeah, yeah. to fight for it. Yeah. They wouldn't fight for people's rights against the COVID vaccine, but they'll fight for the bullshit of a stop sign and a camera light. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah, granted, we want our privacy and not our plates recorded, but this is injecting are, so- yeah. something into someone's body right. that they don't want. Why are you not helping people and fighting against it? Mm-hmm. Explain it to me, and the response was, "Oh, we're not, you know, 
gonna stand they, up to it. Well, for you know, I think that's worthy of investigating because I think the ACLU has also special interest funding them. Uh, I'm not I'm not privy to that. I'm just saying that's that is a possibility. Whenever I see whenever I see an organization, whenever I see people, um, in 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 a in a high uh, profile position of of, of the sort. Or, uh, or an agency of a high-profile position of the sort, whether it be private or independent or, or, or governmentally run, there's always, there's always a red flag that I think of. And if you're not going to actually help people who you say that you're trying to help and you're forcing things and, and they're being forced to do things that, that they have a right to, de- to decline, right? And, um, and they say that they're not going to help them, like the ACLU, for an example, I always have a red flag of like, okay, well, who are the special interests behind you, and why are you why are you declining to help um, these individuals who have who, who clearly have a case against the state, against their against their employer, and um, and and it's clearly a violation of their civil rights, of the constitutional rights, of their civil rights. Um, so what, who's funding them? Who is get? where are they getting the funding from? Who is the special interest behind these agencies that decline the help of, of individuals who are being obviously harassed and attacked by a mandate for a poison, uh, or whatever you can call it, whatever you want. I'm going to call it a poison because of what it's actually been doing to people, um, but if those people those people have a right to decline it, and, and in one hand too, a lot of people will uh, people at the time or even now would uh, would say like, well, okay, the the employer has a right to to fire these people if they want to decline taking something that they're not comfortable with taking. So the argument there is saying that the job doesn't have to keep you as an employee as an employee if you don't take it. Okay, but that's also not th- where where. But you also have to explain where are the grounds of them firing you because. You're not taking an experimental drug, or an experimental thing that was that's that's being mandate mandated towards you. That's also a violation of civil rights. Exactly. Now let's look at it this way. When this all happened, and they fired these people. Yeah. And all these people were filing for unemployment and all of that. A lot of people. It took like eight months to even get a hearing. Yes. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. To even get a hearing, eight months, and just to be told you're denied. Um, we've held food banks for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we even opened up a pantry at one point. It was called the Freedom Food Pantry. It was in North Providence, one Volturno Street. Nice. Um, so we were trying things to, you know, keep healthcare workers afloat and, you know, doing our best, you know, to help them. But mm-hmm. um, it's nothing like being able to pay your bills and having that reassurance. And that's one thing the government knew they could play mm-hmm. with and make people comply. Right. But when people in healthcare didn't stick together, that's when they knew they had it. Yeah. You know, if every nurse stuck together instead of villainizing mm-hmm. their coworker, the mandate would have never happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If everyone would have said, okay, you're going to find my coworker, I'm out. Right. I think uh, I I I know that the protests, the healthcare protests that that were happening. I know that's a lot of the momentum that what they were trying to do was trying to get 
hospitals like Rhode Island Hospital, like Miriam, uh, I believe I believe Fatima was on the list. All all of the basically all the hospitals statewide, they were trying to get they were trying to get everyone together, enough people together, so that once they issue because they ha- I think they had there was like this thing where they had until like October or something October like that. October first. October first to get the to get the shot, and all these all the healthcare workers were, were gathering together, or at least they were trying to gather each other together, so that when it happened, that they were all just going to walk out. The majority of them were going to walk out, and a big majority of them were going to walk out, so that the hospitals wouldn't be functioning. Now, granted, it gives a risk to everybody, to the patients and stuff like that, but something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. It, so, with that aside, they were trying to do that, but there weren't enough that that wanted to take that step. Fear, you know, what I'm saying the fear of losing your job, the fear of losing your career, the fear of lo- you know not being able to feed your family and all that stuff. Totally, totally understandable things, but um. I think the risk was way more worthy uh, for the reward because at the end of the day, the reward, you'd probably keep your, you'd likely keep your job or if you didn't, the lawsuits would be coming in and they should have been coming in. They should still be coming in. All those people should be issuing lawsuits. They should be getting all that money. I, I know some of them were able to get back pay. I heard I heard on, on, on the back end of that, some people were starting to get back paid. Yeah, some people got lucky. Um, some people got lucky. About October first, there was about three thousand people at the state house. Yeah. Um, and we took over the street. We took over downtown Providence. Um, we shut down the. And street. It should have been the whole state. Exactly. Not but just healthcare workers either. Just it should have been the whole state. There was opinion. some firemen there. Um, yeah. Some yeah. police. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people couldn't identify themselves, fear of retaliation. Sure. And I, I understood that, and I get it. Um, a lot of people said. Oh, we support you, but we can only support you from the background. Understood. So, all right, I get that. But now what's going to happen in the next one when they say, okay, you have to do it. Are you going to do it again? Yeah. Realizing what's going on? Okay, so now they did this mandate, right? Um, Certain amount of people got vaccinated. A lot of people didn't. But now the unvaccinated are allowed to go back. How do you think those vaccinated people feel? Mm-hmm. I bet you they are pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I had to get vaccinated. I was forced. I didn't want it. But now look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated. I'm probably having problems. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to have problems. Mm-hmm. And then we got this person over here. And then the people who are vaccinated are still catching COVID. So what's the benefits? Right. Oh, the vaccine lessens your symptoms. So does Mucinex. Yeah. So does Tylenol. <laughs> so does Sudafed. Right, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. And yeah. another thing. So does cough medicine. Everyone says, oh, you, you should have got the vaccine due to the job you're in. Mm. The hepatitis B shot is optional. Mm-hmm. The flu shot is optional. Mm-hmm. So if them two shots are optional in healthcare, why is COVID why so... Why is COVID mandated? So mandated. Mm-hmm. The flu and COVID are similar. You know what I mean? Uh, Symptoms-wise. Mm-hmm. So why is the flu shot optional, but COVID was mandated? Mm-hmm. And when I asked that question, Dr. Alexander Scott had no response, no answer. Is that the woman there? The, the leader. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the governor. Uh, I called her the governor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember her. I remember her. I, I, Oh, man. I remember the ridiculousness of those live feeds that, that, they, that they would issue pretty much every day and then you had that um other fat bastard mcdonald <laughs> um i i seen him at the department of health in the elevator yeah and i asked him i said when's the department of health gonna allow people to go back to work oh you're not back to work yet i said 
I'm pretty sure you know we're not back to work yet. You're one of the department heads in the Department of Health. Right. Oh, well, maybe you should be back to work because it's not up to us. It's up to the facilities. Even right now, Rhode Island will not, Rhode Island Hospital will not allow an unvaccinated worker. Yep. Anyone with lifespan or Kent County cannot go back and work. If some, of these, some of the schools, too. Fatima Hospital takes unvaccinated. Landmark Hospital takes unvaccinated. Roger William takes unvaccinated. Um, certain nursing homes will not, if they receive Medicare funding, they will not take unvaccinated people. Mm. Um, certain ones will um, with the religious exemption. Yeah. But it's if they like you or not, it's right. their discretion. They don't have to. Right. You know what I mean? I had um, two offers. Um, I decided to go the group home route, and I, I, I feel like, um, you know, they need um, more people in that realm, and, mm. you know, they didn't force people to do anything, so I went there, and, you know, I actually love taking care of the individuals I take care of, and it's more pleasant, it's less hectic, and, mm. you know what I mean, it's all around good, um, but at the end of the day, people need to wake up and realize that, uh, you know, the government's not on our side. Yeah. And granted, whatever, you know, the government, out of everything we've lost, they gave us a total of $3,000. Yeah. $3,000 in stimulus checks, maybe yep. four. Yep. I'm not sure. How yeah, much sorry. have they gave Ukraine so far? $48 billion, I think the last I read, and I think there's a few more billion going over there, yeah? So it gave about, we'll say, we'll just say $50 billion just to... $50 billion to That's Ukraine. That's billion with a capital B. Exactly. $50 billion to Ukraine, but we got Rhode Islanders and Americans living on the street, yep. starving, not being able to feed their family. Yep. Um, <clears throat> some can't even afford medical for themselves. Some have to skip their insulin. Um, their prescriptions can't. Their mental health is all screwed up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're sending money to a foreign country because they're holding something over the president's head. Yep. What is it? We'll never know, mm -hmm. but we're gonna know when this whole January 6th trial kicks in. Oh, yeah, against Donald Trump. A lot of shit's gonna be released. Yep, and everyone thinks, Oh, Donald Trump's gonna get his son. No, it's gonna backfire. It's gonna show Nancy Pelosi for the rat bitch she is. Mm -hmm. It's gonna show how they declined offices to be capital there. police, they, they, they diverted exactly. capital police away. Yep, they didn't allow National Guard. Yep. No, no, it's going to show all the shit. It's going to show. It's it's also going to show Tucker Carlson did it. No matter, I don't care what people think about Tucker Carlson. They can think whatever they want. Tucker Carlson put it out in his little mini documentary uh, docu series, uh, showing these um, so so called so called insurrectionists being escorted by the police into the chambers, moseying around, taking photos, and all that stuff. Let, let, let's in the in the chat. $76.8 billion to Ukraine as of June. And, well, yeah, he says he or she says that's what they would admit to. Independent American Patriot had uh, had just posted that. Um, so, yeah, everyone everyone that's tuning in, I appreciate we we appreciate you tuning in on the on the True Perspective live podcast, first live podcast with the with the guest, Paul, Rihanna, uh, Paul Rihanna, Paul Rihanna. Yeah, however Sorry, you want man. it. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'm gonna get to uh, the comment section in in, in a few moments. Um, so if you have any questions, leave yeah. them in the comment section, and uh, 
Yeah, we'll go you know, through them. We'll go through them and, um, you know, speak your mind. This You have the First Amendment. And yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. No censorship here. Exactly. I mean, well, I, I only go as far as the censorship of Facebook, so <laughs> I can only go that far. Um, I wanted to add, too, about, about COVID real quick is that, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure you know p- people personal to you that has been affected by that, that, that actually that went ahead and took it, didn't want to. I have a few friends that are in healthcare that did that. Um, I won't mention their names because I wouldn't want to put them out there. Well, I'm going to – I'll say it. Um, I 100% believe – But I've been affected by, like, like injured. Like injured yeah, this, this is mm-hmm. my father. Mm-hmm. Worked at Fatima Hospital. Works in the kitchen. No, Don't deal with really patients. You're serving food, right? Yep. yep. Um, now, I – have 100% of my belief that my father when he got vaccinated then he ended up having a stroke he, right now he's in a nursing home he's you know getting better but this man worked in the kitchen for St. Joseph Providence at the beginning Yeah. he started at 16 years old I think my father's like 63, 64 I'm having a brain fart that's right young. now that's still young and right now he's in the nursing home due to, you know, the vaccine. And the next day, the hospital had his position filled. So you're just a number. So choose your health over any job. You're just a number. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are affected by it, even people right now. And I want to say another thing. Um, mm-hmm. My Kara's mom... I passed away and, uh, you know, suddenly and um, God rest her soul. Um, nobody uh, knows how or why. And um, yeah. Kara, you know, contacted the medical examiner because she wanted an autopsy done because she, she didn't know what happened and, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, Kara said, well, my mom was vaccinated and boosted. Who knows if it was the vaccine? I want to know, you know, like every grieving person when someone close passes away. And um, the medical examiner says, even if we did an autopsy, we don't check for that. How do you know people die from COVID? You don't check for it. So if someone died from, you know, an asthma attack, you put it as COVID. Right. You you know what I mean? So how do we know what's really transparent as far as that? And um, the medical examiner was a douchebag. Mm-hmm. You know, if I seen him, I'd probably slap the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, very disrespectful, unprofessional. And this is her mom. Yeah, her mom uh-huh. passed away. Yeah, and, yeah. you know. My condolences. Yeah. And, you know, so um, she kept on top of it. She called everyone. Um, she even tried to convince um, someone from uh, Rhode Island Hospital. Because if you're a patient there, mm-hmm. I guess they do autopsies. Mm-hmm. And even they wouldn't do it. So, you mean, all right, and I know this is probably the topic of, because I don't know if she's listening in or anything like that, but um, I'll I'll try to be as respectful as possible. The, in the process of autopsy, when, so you, so one, you wanted to check to see if, 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 uh, first we wanted to see if, if they were COVID. No, right. first we want to see what it was. What it was, right. What, and they didn't tell you that? The, no, they didn't even look into it. They, they just um, said it. it was um, 
you know, from pre-existing conditions. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Okay, you know, I'm not going to speak on someone's medical yeah, history, yeah, yeah. Here. but pre-existing conditions, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what pushed those pre-existing conditions to get worse? Sure. What made it, you know, progress into more? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When, when someone's, you know, going okay, talking, doing their normal lives, and then all of a sudden, one day, mm. bang, what caused it? Right. And we just wanted to know. You know what I mean? And no one would give her an answer. No one would stick up for her. And like she says in the comment sections, it's easy to say people aren't dying from it if you're not looking for it. Right, right, right. You, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. And it's just crazy to me how people don't, you know... Have you have you have you watched um, the documentary? I think it's a documentary. Um, Died suddenly. Um, no, I haven't watched that. So I I I think with all documentaries, I try to you know I try to look at everything with a microscope for the most part because I know there's there there may be some sensationalization of things, but then there are some things that are like, what the fuck is this going on? What is this? They were pulling these white fiberish type substances out of these people's bodies that were found in their legs, found in their thighs, found in their carotid arteries, found in um, found out of their heart. These clumps. They, now they call them clots because that's the only definition that the medical examiners could could call it. But they weren't your they weren't your clots. You're, you're like a blood clot. They were actually these fibrous white substances that they for whatever reason coagulated inside of the capillaries and veins and, and arteries and they're pulling these things out of these people um which is basically the 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 the, the defining of why they died in the first place defining them in their brain and everything um not all of these cases are the result of why of why people of why people have died usually it's a progressive like cancer a lot of cancers have been have been suddenly popping up a lot more than than where they have. I mean, obviously we have a we have millions of cases of cancer in our country and globally, but there's been an uptick of of I guess certain types of cancer like bone marrow cancer. The rare the the more of the rare, basically untreatable cancers um, that have been popping up. Myocarditis has been an uptick. I mean, I don't even think I've ever heard of myocarditis until the vaccine started popping out. I never knew what that existed. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I just knew of a heart attack yeah. and death. I didn't know, you know, there was inflammation of the heart and you know, right. all of this. Um, Have I heard about it? I work in healthcare. I've probably heard about it. Sure. But, you know, when you're in healthcare, you might think of, like, heart attack, you know, stuff that stops you from breathing. Pneumonia, bronchitis, stuff like that. You you usually hear the big things, right? But you myocarditis didn't really come out until, like you said, COVID. COVID. Now look what happened to LeBron James' son. Yeah, LeBron James, one of the biggest advocates of the vaccine. Of the vaccine, and now his son had this heart issue. If you look at him, he looks healthy as hell. You know. He, yeah, he's in sports. And everything. Yeah, exactly. He runs up and down the court. Uh, all of a sudden, now he has an issue. 
I think there's video of him, isn't it? Of, of him falling over. Yeah, and so... On, on the court, he was he's a basketball player. Exactly. Will LeBron James speak out against the vaccine? No, because he's being paid. Mm-hmm. He's being paid by the NBA and probably Pfizer and Moderna. Mm-hmm. You know what his I mean? tune changed slightly though like you can kind of see in his in his when he speaks about because I, I i had saw, I seen a recent video of him talking about his son's condition and he was very he didn't speak out about he didn't speak out against the vaccine for obvious reasons but he definitely has a tone about him where he's like you know maybe this shit's really fucking people up i mean you think and he's not and he's one of many millions of cases globally there's been right in the beginning of where they released that when they released the vaccine most of europe european soccer players were falling over dead just having heart attacks on the field left and right um i don't know any specific names you can do the research on it if you when you're if you're listening after the podcast do some research on 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 European soccer players, NFL players, basketball players, uh, people in the gym, just random Joes, just in the fucking gym, just lifting weights, and all of a sudden, like that. Now look at Demar Hamlin. High school kids. Yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Demar Hamlin, he, he's coming back to the field. Yeah. And well, the th- the the th- the thing about him was the story that they tried to push, where he got hit too hard in the chest. Now, granted. In a freak accident, possibly that that's maybe, maybe possible, but it's so super rare. You're padded and your your body's tougher than 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 what's than what they than what people try to express it. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't just get hit in the chest and all of a sudden you're gonna drop dead. I mean it takes a lot of force, a ton of force to do that. Um and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I don't know the full physiology of a of a human being of what it takes because everyone's different what it takes to you know do the one punch into someone's chest and put them down but uh yeah it came out later anyway that 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 he was vaccinated and that's most likely the culprit of what of what had occurred there he, his, he had something wrong with his heart i don't know if it was myocard- myocarditis but i know it had something to do with his heart well whoever, he like the, a, whoever the guy that hit him he he must be the incredible hulk yeah yeah he, he shouldn't be allowed to play anymore and they should just pay him to stay off the field. Right. You know, if he hit him that hard. Right. Uh, it's just crazy to me and, you know, it boggles my mind. But people are waking up now slowly, but not quick enough. Sure. And, you know, I mean, there's still going to be a lot We're of We're going to need those UFOs and UAPs to start popping out for people to start waking up entirely. Exactly. <laughs> um... Real quick, um, well, not real quick. We'll spend a few minutes on on some of the uh, on some of the commentary here because I've been I've been seeing it scroll, but uh, we have I haven't been uh, reading anything off. And Trump Ryan of twenty twenty four. Kennedy Ryan of twenty twenty four. Let's see. I'm gonna try and start from the beginning here. I have terrible eyes. Government got half of. Oh yeah, the government. Richard Deal, all the way in the all the way in the top of the comments, said, uh, "This is when we were talking about um, Rhode Island government. Uh, government got half of the so-called vax bonus check back in taxes. I feel absolutely, I believe that. Um, 
Let's see. Let's see what the questions are. Here's one. It says, what do you think is going to happen to our military as they are exposed to combat stress? Huh. Yeah, because they're already under. They're already under. They're already they're already under pressure. I mean, for, first of all, <clears throat> they've already got they've already gotten rid of a a great deal of the uh, of 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 the rebellious type in the military. The ones that I was I'm gonna I'm gonna go into something here. I was watching a TikTok video, not maybe about a year back, um, shortly after, like, well, not shortly after COVID, but during during COVID, but towards the end of it dropping off when people were starting to actually realize, like, this shit is bullshit, complete bullshit, and uh, people were trying to to overthrow the policies that were being thrown at them. Um, there was this military, I don't know if she was in the army or whatever, but she was more on like the woke liberal type side. Um, and she was talking about, she had, she didn't make any reference towards, towards COVID from what I remember, but I know that she made reference towards like, uh, people rising up towards the government and saying how the military could just mow them down. I'm paraphrasing a lot what, what was being said. But saying, like, you know, the military has the, all this technology and you just have your AR-15 rifle. Clearly disrespecting her her oath, for, for one. Uh, clear, clearly not understanding what her position would be in a situation if, in the event, that the military and the American people had to actually make a very uh, life-changing choice for the country and for themselves. Um, we're dealing with those types in the military now. What they wanted to do was get rid of the ones who, would, who wouldn't stand for any of this shit. If, in the, if and when, in the event that they're going to have to utilize some type of force against the people because of, you know, there's a, there's a slew of things. We can go through a whole big list of, of things. COVID could be the starting point of that. Um, but going back to the question, what 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 will that do to the military um, under combat stress? I mean, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're going to have many of them left in the ne- in the next few years. They're already having a recruiting issue. They're they're already they're and those that want to go that don't want to take the vaccine won't sign up because they don't want that shit. Um, I don't think we're going to have a military. In the next few years, in my opinion, I don't, and, and and I mean that it's not going to be the military that's going to be on the side of the American people. Uh, it, it's going to be on the on the side of special interests, those that survive, and those who will obey the, the 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 law the laws and regulations that the policies are handed under this whole new world order type uh, world economic forum, Klaus Schwab, Davos Group, Bilderberg. In other the words, it won't on. be a we the people military. I don't think so. It's going to be more of um, a controlled military. Yeah. Kind of like a China. I you, think that's what's happening. Kind of like a China. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what United States is going to do when China invades Taiwan. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then that's what's going to make the world war. Yeah. That's what's going to happen in my beliefs. China's going to invade Taiwan. 
Then Russia is going to join China. Then North Korea, North Korea is going to join Russia and China. And then mm-hmm. you know, Africa is already on the side of Russia. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to be um, war of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, we can have NATO all we want. And I guess whatever, that's great, supposedly. I don't know how powerful the other mini militaries are. But imagine having one psycho Korean and two powerhouses. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, China, I think it's five Chinese to one American. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of, you know, people. And um, I don't. The I, only. <clears throat> the only thing people should be grateful for is the Second Amendment. For now. Because yeah. that's who's going to be your defense. Yep. J- just like in uh, um, the British-American War, it was the militia. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to protect the United States. It's going to be the everyday individual that owns a gun, a rifle, mm-hmm. because we the people is the only one that's going to defend America. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, the military... Um, you know, will they be conflicted? Yes, but they're going to want to do what's in the best interest for their families mm-hmm. and to keep them safe. And they feel like the government will just take out their families, so they're going to try to protect the government. They're not going to protect you as a neighbor or you just as a concerned citizen. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to do what's best interest for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the shitty part of it. And, you know, as far as the military goes, they're underpaid anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So no no person that defends your country should be homeless. No person that defends your country should be struggling and starving. No veteran should be homeless, struggling and starving. Mm-hmm. Um, no veteran should have to wait X, Y, Z amount of months for health care. It's bullshit. Right. But we'll give someone that's coming across the border health care. We'll yeah. give someone coming across the border free medical. We'll give someone across the border cell phones. Fucking money, staying in a hotel, and mm-hmm. all this other shit. There's a good documentary um, about immigration going into New York, and there's this hotel clerk. Uh, I don't know. I don't know his specific title. His, his specific title, um, but even he, as an American citizen. Um, is realizing that the housing of Im- of immigrants coming from the border into the into these hotels in New York are actually creating more of an I- more of an issue to handle than uh, than um, than than they were expecting. So um, not only not only are they leaving children alone in these rooms and in and in these buildings and stuff like that, but there's also there's also an uptick of drugs, uh, an uptick of guns, an uptick of of, of some uh, domestic violence and all that stuff. And, uh, I do think that a lot of people that do try to get over from the border genuinely want to get away from whatever garbage that they, that they're coming from in their country. I, I, I can completely understand and and sympathize to that. But do it the right way. That's, I think that's, I think that's the issue that every, that some people have an issue with it. Okay. Well, we're all immigrants in, in a sense. Our ancestors are immigrants coming here. Sure. Sure. But that was, that's 100 years ago. That's 200 years ago. That's 400 years ago. 
500 years ago. You know what I mean? We're here now. We have we ha- we do have things in place, and by by any means, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But this is the last nation on earth that will ever be the way that it. Amer- there will never be another America, ever. If we lose this country, there'll never be another America in this country, uh, in this world. Oh, never. Of course not. And um, if you look at what's going on in New York, you know, to speak more on the yeah. topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was starting to go off a little bit there. Yeah. So <laughs> Mayor Eric Adams. Yes. Or whatever he is. Yeah. Mayor, Tough guy, that. cop. Yeah. yeah. So Mayor Eric Adams, he uh, he took all these people in. He wanted to be a sanctuary city or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he took these people in. There's people sleeping on sidewalks outside of it yep. and all that. So he tried to send them to neighboring um cities, um, counties, or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. in New York. And the people, they said no. He said, well, it's not a request. He was telling them. So what they did was the neighboring, you know, counties and whatever cities over there mm-hmm. said, we're going to go into a state of emergency where now we can't accept them. And any hotel who does accept them... Mm. Doesn't have the proper paperwork to accept them for housing. Mm-hmm. They're hotels. They're not. So now, no one's taking them. They're sleeping on the street. Yep. Sleeping on the sidewalks. People are probably pimping out the women because they have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um. What about the human sex trafficking? That's probably made it a lot worse now. Because they have nowhere to go. People are like, oh, come with me. Come with me. Mm-hmm. I'll give you three meals a day. I'll give you some food. Um, so, you know, what's really going on? Nobody knows. And the only one you can really blame is Governor Kathy Hochul of New York mm-hmm. and Mayor Eric Adams. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they turned that sh- city <clears throat> into a shithole. Um, hopefully in the next election, um, New York wakes up and elects Curtis Sliwa. And, uh, you know, see what happens. What's your, and everyone that's, everyone that's tuned in and listening, you can still drop some more, uh, some more questions. If I'm missing any, I apologize. Just re just repost it. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, what are you, are you optimistic of how the country of where the country's going? Do you think that there's really not much, like, is this a waiting game on, on when it goes really bad? Or can it or can it turn around? I think right now as a country we're fucked. Mm. I think eventually a depression's gonna hit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure how. Might not be in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But right now we're fucked. Um, well, I think it's definitely in our lifetime. We're giving money to a foreign country instead of taking care of our own people. We're defending other countries instead of defending us. Mm-hmm. Um, our military is being stretched way too fucking thin. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't want to, you know, defend a pedophile in office. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a lot of people don't want to fight for someone who can't even walk upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are fed up and it's like, why work for a country when they're going to try to give you everything for free? If you work too many hours, you don't get medical. You work too many hours, you don't get food stamps. Mm -hmm. You work too many hours, you don't get cash benefits. You work too many hours, you don't get housing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The government limits you so much. 
The government doesn't want you over succeeding. They want you enough to where they feel like they can control you. Mm-hmm. You make $20 too much, or you got to cut your hours. Boom. So now you can't pay this bill, but you get to keep your apartment. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's sad that individuals have to live like that. But I feel like inflation's at an all time high. I drove by here, gas was at three seventy five a gallon. Mm-hmm. What? Not even a month ago it was three twenty nine. Mm-hmm. What happened in two or three weeks to make it go to three seventy five? Right. Do I think some of these gas stations are greedy bastards? Yes. Price gouging, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what happened to make that jump? What what is the reasoning? Well, the tanking of small businesses. That that's definitely one of them. Uh, definitely printing money to send over to foreign nations that doesn't need to be there. But when the businesses tank, right? Small businesses tank. Mm-hmm. If you watched everything that happened through the pandemic, oh, we're gonna give you this amount of money. We're gonna yeah, give, that too. and you don't yeah. have to pay it back. We're gonna keep giving it to you. How how many small business programs are gonna keep coming out, and they don't have to pay it back? Mm. Who knows if they're really operating as a small business at this point? Right. Nobody knows. I'm pretty sure there's no transparency or checking up on that. Um, even the housing program, hear this. The housing program, you apply for a house, they give you seventeen thousand down that's either yeah, towards seventeen five, yeah. Yeah, seventeen five towards the down payment or the closing, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, program it is. And um you have to meet income guidelines and credit guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, they go by your debt to income ratio. Now, my, my thing is, if you, me, and most Rhode Islanders can afford a $1,400 rent, we can afford $1,100 mortgage. Mm-hmm. But because they go by your debt-to-income ratio, you don't qualify for the seventeen five. Right. So how does that make any sense? So I can afford to pay out-the-ass rent, but I can't afford to buy a house? Right. There's something not right about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Governor Dimicky says, oh, I'm trying to... I'm trying to build the economy. I'm trying to help people with housing. I'm trying to give people an opportunity. How can you give people an opportunity when most Rhode Islanders don't make more than thirteen to fourteen dollars an hour? Right, right. And if you raise minimum wage, everything else raises with it. Right. Because they're greedy. You know, what it's I mean? not. It's not going to equal out because it's inflation. Exactly. You you can raise you can raise the the you can raise the minimum wage as much as you want. It's not going to equal out to inflation. Inflation is just going to go above that. You, I don't know. I don't know the specifics of how to counter that at all. I don't. I just. I've never saw that the minimum wage raising was going to fix that. Sure, it may put a little bit, a little bit more money in people's pockets, for a little while. What happens in the next year? The, in five years, and you're still making that 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 same amount or right around that amount, and inflation is going way above. The amount of uh, minimum wage, it's not. You're, you're still going to be back right where you started from. So, what needed, what needs to happen is that inflation needs to come down. Sure, I, I'm, I'm all about people getting, getting raises, especially the working class. You know, what I'm saying blue collar working class, people who actually are running this country, the real people who are actually running this country, making the, making the engine turn. You know what I mean? <clears throat> making the wheels turn. Uh, I'm all I, I'm I'm all for people getting fifteen dollars an hour, eighteen dollars an hour, whatever, wh- wherever you want to mark the minimum wage at. But first, 
you we as a, as a nation as a people have to tell our government you got to wipe out you, you, the inflation needs to go away you need to stop sending 46 50 billion 76 80 billion dollars over to ukraine we don't have anything to do with with them i'm sorry it's a i'm all about i'm not i'm not for or against the war i mean i'm definitely against the war but i'm not for or against either ukraine or russia i we have nothing to do with them nothing to do with them Nothing. I feel like America puts in those are places we don't belong. We had nothing to do with Iraq. We had nothing to do with Afghanistan. Sure, were were there bad people there that needed to be taken out? Probably, maybe. Sure, maybe. But did but we were lied to about weapons of mass destruction. That's what got us over there. So we're being lied to about the whole. Let's not. And another, I'm going off on the rail right now. Um, but I just want to. I just want to get this thought out. America has everything to do with the Ukraine, Ukrainian and Russian war. We we've been pressing on, we've been pressing NATO into Ukraine territory. I'm sorry, into Russian territory via using Ukraine as the access for at least the last 20 years since Bush, since Bush uh, Jr. was in was in office, and then Obama, and then uh, and then Trump was trying to scale that back although there were some there were, were some other things where weapons were 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 installed and all that stuff but the encroachment stopped and then all this stuff happened with Zelensky and and there's a deal in there somewhere with Biden also I mean obviously this is a game to get Putin out of power because they want the land they want the resources they want they want the advantage of that of that area they want him out we're seeing a we're seeing a Gaddafi uh Saddam Hussein type of infiltration you you understand what I'm saying like Wait, now, Gaddafi wasn't bad for his country he wasn't bad for his country he was bad for he, he wasn't told he wasn't a total good guy either but yeah. he wanted to get he wanted to get rid of the petrodollar he was going to go to the gold standard mm -hmm. uh, and 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 actually help out the African nations over there because that's what that's what he was that's what his movement was involved in Obama didn't. Well, maybe not Obama. I mean, Obama was under under that under um, presidency during the time when he was taken out of power. But special interests wanted him out because he was going to get get rid of the petrodollar. And soon as soon as he got taken out, now now where we have we got Egypt, basically. Was it Egypt? No, I'm sorry, uh, Libya. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right there, it's basically right there. Um, so yeah. What we're seeing now is that America wants to try and get close enough to Russia so that we can take out their leaders and so we can take over those resources. We're playing a really bad game, or at least our administration is, in some special interest. But then again, I think it's just, I think there's just a civil war on the elite power structure that we're seeing. And we're all bystanders right now trying to, you know, not be collateral damage. Yeah, it's like the Godfather with the puppet on the string. Yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. how I look at it. Um, wh when, when is everything going to fall or shit? Who knows? But I, it's coming. Um, independent American Patriots posted, because we were talking about gas earlier, He out of wa he or she, Washington, $5 a gallon. Jesus Christ. New carbon tax. New carbon tax apparently this year from... Also means more wildfire smoke from Canada. Yeah, so... A lot of that stuff was going on, has been going on too. The question is, what happened yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> remember, for like a whole month straight, quality alert, air quality yeah. alert, air quality alert. Every day for like a month straight, I haven't heard nothing about it. 
Well, what happened to that ammonium nitrate that suddenly had gone missing off of a train? <laughs> and nobody knows what about the um the shit they're spraying in the air. Sure, yeah. You know what? What's going on? Chemtrails. Yeah, Look that up. Real yeah, stuff. Exactly, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's just you know a line." I never seen a cloud form its own line, and then drag around the. Mm-hmm. You know, come on. We go past the horizon, basically. Um, let's see. We got Rebecca Holt. What about the people that I know? They have been mandated to receive the COVID shot. Then they have contracted COVID three times. What's the sense of the shot? Now they have failing kidneys. Now, see, uh, we had spoke on this kind of earlier. Yeah, we did. And um, I kind of said, you know, people who got vaccinated still catch COVID over and over, over and, and over. And over. Yeah. Now they got the shot. I said, what organ will it fail to protect? It's not going to protect any organ. They knew that coming in when they made it, that right. it was there to do damage and not to help you. Um, so it it's going to attack your liver, your kidney, your lungs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the main reason why people supposedly die from COVID is because the mucus solidified in your lungs and it stopped you from breathing. And eventually you died from breathing like a fish out of water. Yep. And, and, and bang. And I've seen it personally. Mm. Working at Orchard View Manor. And then another sick thing that didn't come out in the news, and I exposed it. When people died at Orchard View Manor, supposedly from COVID, we had to take them out in trash bags. Jesus. Trash bags. Plastic trash bags. Now, imagine taking out someone in a plastic trash bag that you took care of for six, seven years. And you're taking them out like it's trash. And when I called it out, everyone just, eh, you know, they have no more body bags, so this is the way we got to do it. And it, it's sad that, you know, that individual was a veteran. I'm not going to say his name. Oh. Was a veteran, defended our country, fought for our country. And I had to take him out in a gurney in a trash bag. Jeez. Then I had another individual that I took care of. Um, He was a doctor. He was a doctor. He, um... He got the shot, yep. and uh, he said, um, two days after he got the shot, he said to me, no lie, I swear on my life and the Lord, he said to me, they were going to send him to the hospital because his vitals weren't right. He said, I'm going to die and not come back. And he died, and he didn't come back. Huh. And they buried him within 24 hours due to his religion. He was a um, Muslim, mm-hmm. so they have to bury him before yeah. like, the sundown or something. Right. Um, but he, he died. And, and then, um, a lot of people just kept going. And this is all after the beginning steps of the vaccination. And, you know, some of it, you know, some people died before it, uh, whether they caught natural cold or something, but they're in a nursing home. These people are sick. So who knows, you know, what it is, but there's still an individual there, right? Right paralyzed from the neck down and doesn't get any treatment or care anything put in their body because they always refuse everything and they're still kicking yeah and they're still kicking and they're good at least 350 375 and still kicking so you know what i mean yeah 
it, it, it's just scary to see what people allow to be done to them due to fear and um, propaganda and mm. bullshit. Or the extent of what these uh, world leaders on the local and international level go, will go. Exactly. So, so when when does the people realize that all this was just a way to control and lead people in the wrong direction hmm. and to push people away from thinking what's going on on the outside of the country? Yeah. Like with the money going to Ukraine and, you know, right now, you know, you got certain African communities saying, fuck the United States, we're back in Russia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of people don't hear that. doesn't come on the news and nothing. You see it in TikTok videos and shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow. Like, wow. Like, I think, I think, um, the Democratic Party that we're seeing isn't the actual Democratic Party. I think it's an actual infiltrated party full of socialists that are bought and paid for by special interests that are committed to the overthrow of the ideals and morals of what this nation was founded on. Um, oh, in their eyes, the Constitution's nothing. No, yeah, right. You know what I mean? And I also think that there are some people in the Republican side that are also infiltrated and, uh, and are in bed with each other. Oh, of course. You like, know what I'm saying? We're not... Like, <clears throat> I, I can't stand Mitch McConnell. Like the AOCs that we're seeing. Uh, what's the other one there that got thrown out? She's no longer... I don't think she's no longer in... in Omar? Yes, she got thrown out. Um, terrible politician. Um, and the uh, the other ones too. McConnell, I think it's McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's not. He's not a good. He's not good either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of them on on all sides. So I think what's what we're seeing, what we're actually seeing, is the is the is the takeover of of America by communist. Or so, or or at least socialist. They're they're for sure socialist, and it's going to turn. And it, we're already seeing it turn into a fascist state. Mm-hmm. We've already been seeing that since Bush, since nine eleven, really. Patriot Act. I mean, that's a fucking fascist document. Exactly. So, moving forward into all this, COVID was just a was was just a signified event to start getting people, like you said, under control, privy to to being told what to do, and this is how it's going to go. We're going to shut things down. You can't go here. Blah blah blah. They're going to do that with the climate. I, I'm 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 almost certain they're going to do that with the climate because we're getting used to the alerts now, the the the, the, the air thickness and or or the air quality, and we're also getting used to fucking orangey skies and clouds a little and bit too, and, ha- also, and, yeah. and hazy. They said something about creating clouds to block the sun. To, yeah, yeah. Like to cool the earth. Yeah, because people don't need vitamin to, D, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think they're terraforming it for something else. I don't know. That's just that's just a weird conspiracy theory, but um, we could we could dive on that forever, and and we we certainly will at a at a different time. I wanted to ask you, um, are you going to be running again when when the opportunity arises as governor? I I, I am going to run again. Okay. I am going to run again for the state of Rhode Island. I am going to run again for we the people. Um, I'm not going to give up on the state. I'm not going to give up on the people. I'm going to continue to be a voice and mm. continue to be a grassroots movement. And hopefully people, you know, appreciate it and see that I'm going to continue to fight and stand by 
our state and stand by our country. And hopefully, you know, they understand that um, that I'm here to actually fight and stand by you, not just put out a press release, mm-hmm. not just write a document, not just throw money at you, but actually be in the street, marching with you, fighting with you, risking it all for we the people of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And... You know, like I said, I'm going to have haters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have people who like me. But at the end of the day, you know, people should respect that I will not give up on them. Um, One last question. What first day in office, your governor, what do you do? What's the first thing you do? Oh, the first thing in mm-hmm. office? Well, it depends on the situation. Cause what, sure, sure. What's going to be going on? Right, yeah, I know. You, you, I you, get know, that. you know what I'm saying? So, that, well, the, the first thing is that I'm it, like, let's say if there's mandates. Mm-hmm. Day one, no mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, day two is I'm going to select staff that protects the freedoms of all Rhode Islanders and follows the Constitution because mm-hmm. that's what Rhode Island's losing, mm-hmm. their constitutional rights mm-hmm. and their freedoms. So that would be the second thing I do. Third thing is I would tackle the homeless situation we have here because mm-hmm. they're still going to be there. Um, I will make sure with everything I'm capable of, with all the power that I should have, that no one goes hungry in the state of Rhode Island. Mm. There's no reason for that. Um, you know, there's enough food banks and all of that, but people are still going hungry. Um, another thing I will stop is these um, these uh, shoot-up clinics. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to enable your drug use. Mm-hmm. We're going to find a way to get you clean. We're going to find ways to you know help you fight you know the pandemic of drugs and mm-hmm. you know and another thing is I'm gonna try to just make sure that everyone has a good shot at life mm. a fair shot mm-hmm. I can only give you opportunity I can't make you do something mm-hmm. you know if I can give you the opportunity to be better that's what I'm gonna do mm. you know what I mean a lot of people I see younger than me standing on the street holding the can you know, yeah, and you're more probably healthier than I am. I'm gonna try to get out there and give them opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm. Just, just because they're sitting on the corner homeless doesn't mean they're bums and druggies. Not everyone's a bum and a druggie. You know what I mean? We don't know what got them there. We don't know what happened. We mm. don't know if they were um, in a domestic situation, raped, beaten, trafficked. We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So when you drive by a homeless person, don't just look at them as look at that bum right there. Look at them as, damn, what made them get to that situation. Yeah, somebody's son or daughter, exactly. or mom or dad or whatever, someone's family member. So we, we have to figure it out. And, you know, but um, I, I, I do plan on running again. I also plan on trying to get other individuals to run. And, um, mm. you know, uh, you know it, it can't hurt to run. It can't yeah. hurt to get out there. You know what I mean? And voice your opinion to fight for your state. Mm. It can't. A, a lot of people... I say, no, I'm going to leave, I'm moving, I'm mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. You can only go so far and leave until, what, you're going to go to Florida and now Ron DeSantis is going to run for president, right? right? Let's say if, um, for instance, he wins. I guarantee you you're going to get a Democrat governor. Mm. It's not guaranteed you're going to get a Republican. So then what, you're going to move again? Mm. And then you're going to go somewhere else and move again and move again and move again? You can't keep moving. You you you, you gotta right. fight. You can't run. You can't yeah. keep running. 
Yeah, you got to fight for your state and fight for your rights and, mm-hmm. you know, fight for your own individual rights. I think I think that's one thing that I would like to see more of in Rhode Island is that more people actually, like, there needs to be more of us at these at these Second Amendment rallies, at these freedom of speech rallies, at these anti-mandate rallies, um, just genuinely speaking out. And, and I get it. It's grassroots, so it takes a long time to get people privy to to what's going on. But I think I think we we're, I think people are really really seeing the the danger that we're really in. See what what the problem is as far as rallies and all these things. Right. When you invite people to rallies, right? We all have children, right? Yeah. I'm holding a rally against child sex child sex trafficking. And human sex trafficking, right? Mm-hmm. We all have children. We all know someone who has a child, right? Yeah. Why is it only 41 people are going to this rally? Mm. Do child not matter in your life? Right. You know what I mean? But if I was to put a rally for the Second Amendment, four sure. or 500 people are in the state house. Right. Right? Then, if you put a rally in like we did for the mandates, October 1st, there's 3,000 people. Mm. People fight for individual causes. Every cause that we do a rally for all comes together in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It takes an individual right away. It takes a freedom away. It puts our children in danger. It puts you in danger. It affects your rights, your civil liberties, your freedoms, your child's freedoms. It all comes together in some type of way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people like to say, yeah, Paul, I support you. I stand by you. Da, 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 da. But they'll sit there and watch me march the street in 90-degree weather with eight people. I've done it. Mm-hmm. While you're sitting on the couch eating Rocky Road and saying, mm-hmm. thank you, Paul. Good job. I appreciate your thank you, but why not come out and fight with me? Right. You know what I mean? Eight people? That's fine. We're a voice. We made... A difference, mm-hmm. but imagine eight thousand people. Mm-hmm. The difference we could make: eighteen thousand people, mm-hmm. thirty-eight thousand people. You know what I mean? The yeah. difference we could make. Yep. But they know when they see these rallies. Ah, the most they'll get is a hundred people. You know, it, it'll inconvenience us for a day, mm. but then they think it goes away. That's why the mandates rally scared them. The first one, two hundred. The second one, four hundred. There was at least like eight of them. Third one, 400. All right, now 500. Uh-oh, shit. Now it's getting to August. Mm-hmm. 700. September, 900. October 1st, 3,000. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. We did a water fire rally when they were dedicating it to the healthcare workers during the pandemic. Yeah, I saw that one, yep. We had about a thousand people there. Mm-hmm. The fucking governor wouldn't even show up to his own ceremony because we put that much fear into him mm-hmm. as a grassroots. So you see what I'm saying? When they see something growing bigger, they get scared. Mm-hmm. Then when we protested the governor's house, they arrested two people. Mm-hmm. And we still kept fighting. And we still kept going. And the sacrifice of them two people was huge. And um, it was definitely started by the state police. Mm-hmm. I still have the video. It was huge, and they were... All their charges got dismissed. 
but they yeah. had, they did spend money on lawyers. Right. But they still continued to fight. They still showed up. Mm. But then a lot of people said, oh, wow. He really protested the governor's house. I, I, I don't like that action. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you like being jobless and not getting unemployment, though, right? Mm. You have to take steps to fight for your individual freedoms. And I felt like going to the governor's house was a step. Mm-hmm. And he got nervous. He even was on the news. Oh, you could speak your opinion, but you shouldn't do it at someone's house. That's how you know we're serious. You didn't want to meet with us. Mm-hmm. I gave you phone calls, tweets, texts, emails. You didn't want to meet yep. with us. So now we're going to come to your front door. Exactly. We had a town hall meeting, right? We invited every individual politician, Senator House, Rep, um, City Council, Nicole Alexander Scott, McDonald, McKee, Sabina. We invited them all. Rogerio, Shikachi. Not one showed up. Not one of them. Not one showed up. And wow. But there was nurses who gave their written testimony, crying on the podium. Um, I gave my speech. Um, mm-hmm. I gave it to the people. So you, you hear me fighting for them, and you know they say, "Oh, it's just Paul Ryana." Okay, I have to switch it up a little bit and let these nurses and these healthcare workers speak, so you know the shit that they went through. And that they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a nurse working in the NICU with babies saying, oh, I loved my job. I took care of these babies like they were my own family. Um, I would stay working 16 to 18 hour shifts, you know, busting my ass. And now I'm no longer worthy because I won't get a shot. Crying on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, a mother with her baby in hand doing her thing and... Um, you know, very upset, not knowing how she's going to provide for her baby. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just goes down the line of, you know, people that were affected. And it goes to show you that the government of Rhode Island was heartless. Mm. And, you know, first you want to force me to get a shot and get fired. Okay, whatever. Give me unemployment. Then they took that away. So now what? You're, you're, you're fucked. Right. In all angles. And people cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And, you know, I, I sympathize and I felt bad too. But at the end of the day, a lot of people gave up. And why did they give up? Because the government took their livelihoods away. Mm. And I get it. But now, look, everyone's going back to work. You know, everyone's unvaccinated that lost their jobs. And mm-hmm. so it just goes to show you that what the government did was control you and fear you. Into doing something you didn't want to do within your own body. Mm. And that's sad for the individual who's lost. And it's sad for the individual that didn't want to continue to fight. Because I felt like they say, damn, I let the government take away my self-respect. Um, I let the government take my courage. And I let the government take out all the fight I had in me. Mm. So now at the next one, I'm just going to comply. Right. And, and it's sad. It's yeah, sad. It is. Listen, I I, pre- I I really do appreciate you coming in here. We 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 were able to kick it. You were able to see some behind the scenes stuff and all that stuff uh, with the putting the live together. Hopefully, I know next time when you do get in here, when I get you in here next time, uh, at a later date, um, if you 
if you're, you're more than welcome to come back. Awesome. I'll have this set up better. So where we where we where we will be streaming on different platforms, and hopefully by that point too, there'll be a lot more um, interaction in there too as well, because it's uh, it's on Spotify, it's on Rumble, it's on YouTube. The 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 podcast is Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Apple, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. Um, Paul, I appreciate you. Uh, the fight that you're getting you're, that you're giving for this community for the state, um, uh, you know. I, I can connect you with a lot of other dudes that you probably already know. Um, and I'm super passionate behind people that are, that are, that are want change and want actual change and see the, the corrupting cowardice that our government has actually displayed for Rhode Islanders for so many decades. And, uh, we've seen their true colors come out really well, um, uh, for the worst during COVID. And I think that's a big wake up call for everybody. And it's a big wake up call for the whole nation. Um, for anyone that can follow you or follow your your movement um, and any dates that you have set up, uh, any events that are coming up, announce it so that people can know and, um, you know, they can follow you. Um, the next event we're having is um, August 26th at the State House. Mm-hmm. Um, it's against child sex trafficking. Um, look up the event. Um, I'm not going to say the time of the event. Look up the event because I don't right. want Facebook Roger. to probably cancel it. Roger that. <laughs> so look it up and um, share it. But m- most importantly right now, I want everyone to share this live. Yes, share this live. Share this live. I want everyone to follow his podcast page. I want everyone to follow him. The true perspective the tru perspective at facebook spotify apple iHeartRadio, rumble youtube i want everyone to follow it because it takes a brave individual to do what he's doing mm. you know what i mean um just saying a game for the week um i'm pretty sure we're on the government list but at the end of the day follow this man share this live um follow his um group page everything because this man's brave I appreciate him having me on, and I appreciate him as an individual because at the end of the day, we the people only got each other. And I also want to give a quick shout-outs to a couple of people that have been by my side and helped me through a lot. Absolutely. I want to thank Kara. I want to thank Alex, Jim Sullivan, Melissa, Leslie, Adam, Lonnie, um, Karen, and everyone else who supported me. Through all of this, I appreciate it. We will not stop fighting for Rhode Islanders, and we will not stop fighting for we the people. Be a voice. Be your voice. Fight for your children. Fight for everyone else's children because it takes a village to keep everyone's rights, and that's what we need to do in the state of Rhode Island. So everyone, once again, please share this live and follow this man. And, um, you know, I wish everyone a great night, and um, God bless, and... uh, you know, follow the Independent American Patriots Party um, and see what we're about because uh, we're all about grassroots. We're all about fighting for the people and, um, you know, follow me and follow Tim and follow his, you know, um, all his pages. Um, shout it out one more time so they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone, most people know me as True, but unfortunately Facebook puts my, puts up my, my full name as my government, Tim. But uh, yeah, uh, true. But that's why it's the true perspective. So follow follow the true perspective, the T R U perspective 
on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Rumble, and YouTube. Um, you can. I also have Instagram page, true underscore warface, Twitter, true underscore warface. And I know you're probably privy to it. It may or may not be a, a Chinese PSYOP spyware app, but I am on TikTok. Uh, the, 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 the NSA has been exposed since Eric Snowden, so I'm not too worried about it anymore. Um, I got to use every opportunity to, to reach as many people as possible, and I think, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Uh, but I am on TikTok. You can follow me on true underscore warface. As soon as I get up to 1,000 followers, I'm going to be broadcasting on there because you can reach more people, and there's so many more people that are on the same time as Paul, same time as you that are, that are viewing, same time. I think everyone wants to find the truth i'm an agent of truth whether it be democrat republican i don't side on either i just want to I just, i'm just an agent of truth and that's all i want i want the hard conversations and i want the hard answers and i want the hard questions answered um paul i think you're doing a great job and i think you need to continue and your whole team needs to continue and uh, we need to continue we need to stay connected and all of us need to stay connected like you said it takes a community uh it, it, it definitely takes a tribe to get things moving so I appreciate you, brother. Right, thank you. Thank you. Th thank you so Everyone much for coming on. Y'all, y'all have a good night. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Oh, if uh, like, share, subscribe, share the share the live, and if uh, if you want to contribute, donate or whatever, you can do to Cash App Money Sign T R U Norseman Crafts. I'm using that uh, for right now to take any donations if you want to. Uh, but most importantly, just like, share, subscribe, subscribe to all of the social medias. Follow Paul Rihanna Jr. and uh, the what is it again? The Independent. The independent, the independent American Patriots. Yep, gotcha. Some pages might say the Independent American Party. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, brother, appreciate you. I think that's it, right? Yep, good night. I that's we it, good night. People. I love y'all. Thank y'all. Peace. Peace. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is a struggle for the survival. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. And this will be our last chance to save. I'm trying to free your mind, it is this feeling that has brought you to me. At last. No judge in U.S. history has ever told somebody what they can and can't say. The whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government the hell out of the business of speech. Many of us had to be brought to the brink. A lot of us here have calling. I can only show you the door. To awake another. You're the one that has to walk through it. Something's happening, right? The world is changing every day. Civilization is weird. Time is coming. That's tricky. You can't be stopped.